Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We are back with our regularly scheduled programming, and that's right, on today's show, Chelsea lose 5-2 to West Brom, and we laugh long and hard. Sorry, Woods. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves, the footballing podcast that brings you all good things football-related. Now, we're hitting you up with episode 113. That's 113, and now we've got through the drudgery of the international football, we will return to somewhat normality, with the Premier League happening over the weekend. And as ever to discuss the footballing events, I'm of course joined by Mr Woods, Thomas Woods, Tom Woods, and Signor Michael Garden-Edwards. Mikey, how's it going over there in Spain? Yeah, good mate, good Espana. mate, not too bad. Not just Spain. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I just said Spain, and that's like, you know... Spaniel. Spaniel, Spania. It's not. It's not very elegant of me, you know. Not pronouncing your your new home place. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Um, things are good over here. Things are good. Uh, obviously, had a from from a football result perspective, things went well for Manchester United. I can't. I can't. I can't deny it. Uh, maybe a sneak peek at the winners section later on for me there. But um, no, all is good. Oli in as well. Is that, is that, is that, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Bookmark right, it. I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna Piers Morgan this in a second, yeah. Come on. Right. No, I can look, dude. Last week, I um, for what it's worth, just quickly. Obviously, the international break is uh, is over. Thank Woo-hoo. goodness. Um, I loved last week's show. Genuinely, I think that is one of the best shows from a, just a enjoyment perspective. I I, I loved it. I, I genuinely loved. It. You haven't listened to last week's show, boys and girls? Rewind yourselves back in time. Scroll on that app. To go to episode one one two, where we we hosted the official first ever twenty twenty one world football draft. It was a joyous time had by all. Um, yeah, that's me, mate. We, it was fun. We essentially we we appeased to 
Woods's like kind of wet dream of finally doing like an American style draft. And you know, I'm not gonna lie, when it was announced, I was like, mm, yeah, sure. But as you said, Mike, it was fucking good fun. I really enjoyed it. What, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Woods, did you? I'm assuming you enjoyed it. Being yeah, your wet dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly that, my friend. Um, I, I look, the the listeners won't quite realise how uh, how many technical issues there were and how actually complex it is to be able to do a draft amongst four people using nothing but the interweb and a microphone it's it it went surprisingly well given everything and um yeah i i really enjoyed it i think it one thing that i take away from last week's pod is the the intrigue of um four different individuals taking four different approaches to picking four completely different teams and all of them have um, strengths and all of them have clear weaknesses and that's part of the beauty of football isn't it because we all have different opinions well, on, on the game you you had like a literal sense of a draft you know in, t- in terms yeah. of like these yeah, five year contracts right. you know I, I, that was not in my thinking at all like I didn't realise that I had to well, be well Sergio Ramos on a five year contract is, is, is that's not going to pay off in, in three years time mate like you're going to still be paying in something like 20 million a year can't um, I do a trade? Don't know. Is that what happens? I mean, you could you could try and trade that contract. You might cut him, um, but you, I'm sure you Eddie Woodward will come and snap my hands up. <laughs> there'll, there'll be someone, won't there? Let's get let's get him in. Yeah, but um, yeah, I was good. I, I you know, um, I think Mikey's uh, clearly enjoyed it. At the time, he mentioned that the next one we'll do will be an all time draft, which will be fucking madness. And I think we might want to get some more people into the party for that one and and try and work out. Uh, a bit more structured because there's going to be a fuckload of players for that one. That's for well, sure. Uh, I, I can so. already envisage Mikey's. This is going to be random Hungarian player, random Hungarian <laughs> player, and yet, yet again another random Hungarian player. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm opposed, mate. I'm opposed. I should say that the poll is completed. Um, I don't know if we want to touch on those results now or save it for later. Uh, if, if you're intrigued, I don't. I'm guessing, Mr. Collard, you haven't seen the results, have you? No, and I'm a bit annoyed actually because I was meant to go and promote that to my friends, so then I can get some sneaky votes. Oh, in I see. I, I, see. I was that. hoping. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping for um, a um, Bart Simpson uh, election situation. You know when he goes for the uh, class president. And no one votes apart from uh, Martin. Uh, is, is Martin? I'm not missing his name. It's been it is Martin. Yeah. It is Martin. Um, and I was hoping I was going to be basically Martin because I did go and vote for my fucking self. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> why didn't but I vote? Did, it didn't quite pay off that way. Uh, do, shall, shall I do the results now? I might as well. I want to, I want to hear it. Yeah. Okay, I'll give the results. So obviously I put it all up, um, and I've given us all team names as best as possible. Um, so in fourth place. Um, and it's probably off the back of um, Harry Maguire playing centre-half, let's be real, <laughs> uh, is the Jackson Juggernauts uh, with 9% of the vote. Um, then in third place is Producer Lee's... Party- oh, no way! Producer Lee's Party Boys. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that your left-back, basically being Real Madrid's reserve left-back... Uh, probably has hindered you somewhat there. Well, I, I was hoping that the law of, you know, the Twitter folklore out there, just seeing Messi and going, oh, he's the greatest, greatest of all time, and straight away just going for going for my team, voting against I mean, Yeah, it's, mm. I'm, your, team, your team's good. It, look, they're all good I mean, teams. What, what percentage do I have, sorry? You, you had 18% um, of the vote. Then comes Tom's Terminators, that's my team, uh, with 27% of the vote. Like, honestly... Um, 
uh, you're probably able to do the quick math here, Lee, but uh, in first place is Mikey's Magnificent Eleven um, with 45% of the vote. So Mikey is he's, he's big on Twitter though. He, I guarantee he got all these. He's got Twitter several mates. burners, mate. He's got all he's got all these yeah. burner accounts. He's oh, been yeah, voting yeah, for yeah. himself. Um, I'm going to guess that basically. I mean, it's interesting because he's got Salah Fernandez. He's got oh, he's got he's got some Liverpool players in there. Yeah. To be fair, mate, that's probably. As soon as you mentioned Salah, there you go. But um, congratulations, Mikey. You were going to be my winner of the week, but now we've spoiled that. Um, <laughs> well, I should stress, right? So I did my own poll. Okay. Ooh. I went on to Football 365 and stuck it up there, all right, with no, no, no um, preconceptions, Pretense, no, yeah. no, no, no explanation. Literally, I just went, <laughs> just, which team which wins, these guys? Which, literally, which team wins, and posted four images. That was it. And very similar, well, exactly the same, basically. Jackson in last, Lee in third, you in second, <laughs> me in first. A lot of the comments said, team two will beat team one in the final. There you go. Is it, I, I'm baffled. They've not seen my front line here. Your front line is good. Your front I've line is good. I've literally got but your left the most informed striker. You know, your front your front line contains Marcus Rashford, mate, who's yeah. shit, and Sane, who isn't doing very well. Ah, oh, Sane, mate, he's a future Ballon d'Or. Maybe, maybe I needed a, maybe needed some Woodses in the uh, in the in the group. So. You probably got Tiago, mate, who has got less assists this <laughs> year than uh, Tiago. <laughs> I'm basing it on pre-Liverpool Tiago. He's in his locker. He's a beautiful player. He's just, you know, as we said before, he's a is it square peg in a round hole. That's, that's and you've got Pereira, who no one's seen for quite some time. I think he's basically back now. He yeah, is he's back, back now. Back, isn't yeah. he? Marcelo, party boy. Yeah, not, not so good, mate. Majestic so good. left back. Got the, I had the best centre-back pair, I swear. I had Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz and Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, but Mikey had Van Dijk and Varane, to be fair. So, you know... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't well, where's Van Dyke? I ain't seen him for a year either. <laughs> Says the Liv- Everton fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, it's good. Good to hear. Well, I say good to hear the results. I mean, from my perspective, not really. But um, at least he didn't finish last, mate. At least, <laughs> at we, least we justified our expertise that the guy that's not regularly on the pod didn't beat any of us. That true. would have been shameful. Gen- genuinely, though, can we do this every international break? I want to do regular drafts somehow. I don't know how it would work. Because we'll run out of things to draft, but I want to draft everything I possibly can. Just yeah. keep drafting, keep drafting, guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, I like the idea of doing an all-time game. Um, that would be fun for sure. I, I like think we it. should try and work this out. Okay, okay, one for the future. Um, Woods, you mentioned obviously mm. you gave me a bit of an insight as, as to how you felt about the draft, but what about the weekend? How, how, um, how are you feeling after the back of a, uh, a Chelsea? <laughs> Humiliation to Big Sam, you know, Big Sam firefighting his way down there, West Brom, and comes to the bridge and pisses all over Chelsea. Well, that was champagne football from the baggy boys. Eh? Oh my god, mate! Like those goals, to be fair, were good, weren't they? They were some really fucking tasty goals. It was one of those games. It was truly bizarre to watch as a Chelsea fan because I wasn't even angry at full time. It got to that extent where I'm like, I'm not even mad. If we'd have lost that game 2-1, I'd been fuming, right? But because it was such... And like, because the goal quality from from West Brom was so high, I, I couldn't even be mad about it. 
Uh, Chelsea's, for what it's worth, Chelsea's form off uh, on games at Saturday lunchtime is truly bi- abysmal. Like, I, if if the league wants to fuck Chelsea some more, they'll just keep shoving them on in that slot because we just we haven't won a game as far as I'm aware in that time slot. We are so so bad. But you're referring to this season or previous season? This season in particular. Um, I mean, Tuchel's had now three, and he hasn't won a game at Saturday lunchtime. I think Leeds, Southampton, and and now West Brom, but. Holy shit. I mean, that scoreline is a genuine shocker, right? Like, if you hadn't seen the game and you're kind of coming back... Because I, I, I remember the other shocking scorelines from this season um, because I was having a baby. Well, I wasn't having... My wife was having a baby. I happened to be there at the time. So I hadn't seen these results come in and I remember them being shocking. But this is like... 19th place West Brom go to Stamford Bridge and stuff Chelsea. That is ridiculous. But it was sort of um, a co- accumulation of fucking... Dog shit from Chelsea, basically. They um, in terms, of, say, pe- in terms of what? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. In terms of what previous games or just during that game? During that game, okay. um, look, coming off an international break, a lot of teams look sloppy, right? Even the teams that won this weekend didn't look particularly great in doing so at times. Um, there was a lot of sluggish play from Chelsea early on. They managed to take the lead. Then they made some mount as well. Referring yeah, to the I mean, international break. So, yeah, so Tuchel, and Tuchel did exactly what Pep did, by the way. Uh, Tuchel was like, the players that came back a day earlier than everyone else and have had two days training are playing, which is the right approach because um, it, it was still a strong Chelsea team. It wasn't like it was a, a bare bones team. There were still international players throughout it. There was still high quality. They just weren't very good. Mount is a tempo setter at Chelsea. We know that whenever he doesn't play, they do tend to look weaker as a result, but... Sluggish, could have had a penalty, should have had a penalty early, didn't happen. Thiago Silva gets sent off. And then you kind of feel like you have to make a level of professionalism. Um, Tuchel, instead of shifting it to a back four, I think he should have shifted to a four when Thiago Silva went off. He he kept it as a five, so sacrificed uh, Zayek for uh, Christensen. But I get it. After half an hour, he got 15 minutes to get into halftime, and then you can maybe uh, review the situation if we need to shift it then. But it was just sloppy goals in added time in the first half um that killed us because they went in two one up and at that point i was looking at going i don't think we're going to score in this game and i think we're in pushing we're going to be in trouble because they were looking threatening even before that west brom looked threatening uh, they had some good opportunities but uh, it came down to kind of two players who had absolute disaster classes on the day uh Jorginho was solely responsible for uh, Thiago Silva's sending off with his inability to pass the ball short. It was so fucking sloppy, some of his whoa, passes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, thought, I thought that was his strength. Well, it has been. Like, earlier in the week, this is the mad thing, um, some stats came out, right? You, I, I think we all saw this because I said, shared it over, so I know you did, uh, that, that he was the highest performing player in the Premier League by some football organisation, yada, yada. I don't know Xhaka. where they get this. Xhaka also featured in that yeah, list. Yeah. yeah, but so did Ruben Diaz, so it can't be complete bollocks. It <laughs> um, didn't make sense, really. But he has been decent for what it's worth under Tuchel. Um, as had that combination for what it's worth of Jorginho and Kovacic, which looked disastrous under Lampard, but under Tuchel, for some reason, it, it hadn't looked a complete car wreck. Well, it fucking did in the first half on Saturday. Um, but Zuma, I watched a highlight um, earlier. Someone had kind of pieced it together of the five West Brom goals, and he features in every single one of them. 
all of them. Mm. It was a genuine disaster class from Kurt Zuma. And, you know, I, I kind of feel that he's a player that's found himself out of the team under Tuchel because his passing isn't good. And his passing not being good was like hurting him. But his inability to read danger was really damaging. And I've always he's said he's, he's, he's a frustrating player, isn't he, Kurt Zuma? Because obviously we had him at Everton on loan. And did, yeah. for the most part, he looks really good and solid. But he always has those lapses in concentration or lapses yeah. in... Just a, a phase of play, and then you're like, mm, "That's the reason why you're on loan at Everton and not playing for Chelsea." Yeah, and, you know, and under Lampard, um, he became a stalwart in there. Um, he played frequently for them and and looked good doing so at times. But the, the same errors remain. Like their first goal, the equaliser, was just a long punt down the middle, and the pair between the pair of them, they just let Pereira walk through un- un- um, untouched. Basically, it was it was ridiculous. Nice um, he also. It was yeah, nice look, lofted, a lovely lofted. finish, like to take the opportunity first time the way he did. And he's a tasty player for what it's worth. Like he's a player that will be playing in the Premier League next year if West Brom aren't. Like that's the kind of quality he is. Um, that Robinson geezer though, ah oh, mate, that Robinson geezer, that guy can fuck off. He's he's scored five goals in his time in the Premier League, all of them. <laughs> All of them against Chelsea. It's genuinely a ridiculous record that he's oh, got. Oh, yeah, because like, you had the game at the beginning of the season, weren't it? We and did, where we, we, we've conceded eight, eight <laughs> goals to West Brom this season, the Premier League, eight. Like, was, it, was it three all in the end in the first it game? It was three all in that yeah. one, and it was, yeah, obviously five. Two. But look, I, I, wanna, I don't want to take away, because I thought West Brom were genuinely sensational with the football they played. Chelsea certainly helped them to that. Now, um, Tuchel dragged their asses in on Sunday. It was like, you're not having a day off now, are you, after that? Um, apparently gave a dressing down to them. Like, it was a case of, you sit down, I'm talking. Um, dressing room chat. In particularly targeted at Jorginho and Kurt Zuma, and rightly fucking so. Um, they, <laughs> uh, they I can picture him ahead now, like crazy Tuchel, like, yeah, angry Claude Tuchel. going mental. <laughs> but they get to the training ground and it kicks off between Kepa and Rudiger. Uh, to the extent that Tuchel has to send Rudiger in, um, so it's, it's it's got a bit needly in there. Why, why um, were them two kicking off? Because surely they're not featuring at the moment, are they? Well, Rudiger would have been playing, but he was um, German, he was uh, German, yeah. yeah, basically, uh, and he's been like fortunately for him, he hasn't got the stink of this on him because he's the only centre half that hasn't. Um, so he's been really strong under under Tuchel, and you know, like there's a lot of people that don't like him. I think he's. Um, I think he's a solid defender. I don't think he's spectacular, but I like the element of bastard that he has about him. You know that I like a bastard in my centre half. Is why I really like Ben Godfrey and, and, and driving that uh, Ben Godfrey bandwagon. <laughs> uh, like um, apparently there was a challenge. Kepper clearly didn't like it. Rudiger got into it. Like, I mean, he's an alpha dog, and Kepper's a beat a bitch isn't he so you can imagine there's probably a bit of a personality clash going on there <laughs> did this all happen on, on this training session on Sunday on the Sunday yeah oh, so oh, oh Tommy's probably got them all riled up hasn't he probably, probably there's probably an element of wanting to get them riled up and the thing is that you have to take try and take the positives from it I know this is going to annoy Lee like me trying to take a positive out of a 5-2 defeat but I'm going to do it anyway the facts and are and a training just... ground scrap <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the facts are with this group they, they've shown the same level of um, unprofessionalism 
uh, to capitulate in moments like this, right? This is something that this group have done uh, not once but multiple times now. And I think that there was a there was a risk that the performances under Tuchel were maybe hiding the deficiencies of this group to the extent that you get to the summer um, and Tuchel goes, well, I need to improve in these areas. And if ownership looks at it and goes, well, hang on a minute. You don't need a centre-half. You don't need a midfielder. You don't need this. You don't need that because everything's fine. When the facts are, it's not. This group has got some rotten pieces in it that needs to be removed and be replaced properly. So I think you try and take the positives there. Um, it's all, it's, look, it's all been smooth sailing. Um, Mikey's been saying it. Um, Diego Simeone uh, clearly listens to the podcast because he's also said it um, coming into the Champions League tie which is it's all been smooth sailing for Chelsea under Tuchel they've not had to, uh, to kind of have a uh, a downturn which it was at the weekend to bounce back from and it is how you bounce back from these moments because it's, it's now a test of this group and the manager to see how you rebound from it now fortunately for these players they've got a massive tie in Europe tomorrow which is an optimal opportunity to kind of get this in the rearview mirror by performing well in, in Europe. But it's an odd one. Like I said, I, I'm not angry. Um, it's just one of those where you're just genuinely sitting there just going, this is ridiculous. Um, but at the same time, hold your hands up and go, holy shit, some of these goals are fucking unbelievable. <laughs> that, that, oh, well, I don't know if, we all, if I want to welcome Michael into the conversation. Do you know what? what do, just, sorry, Mike. Before I do let you speak, do you know what he, what he when he was just, was just saying there? It kind of reminded me of like when Solskjaer first came in at United. And he had a very good run, didn't he, at the beginning when he first he came in? And where does that where does that pale now? Eh? It's not looking so rosy. Maybe we're going to see this with Tommy in the future. Se- second in the league, still in the Europa League. You know, let's show some respect. <laughs> sorry, Mike. Go on, come in though. Um, the only comment I have to say on the game is. Um, Thiago Silva got sent off for the thing that I always want players to get punished for, and that's the guy has a shot, gets creamed afterwards. For what it's worth, I don't think it was that bad a tackle. No. Um, I, I only watched the highlights. Was it a straight red or was it two It was, it was a second yellow. It right, was a second fine yellow. then, fine. Because the thing that annoyed me about this, right, was that in the United game uh, for Rashford's goal, Bruno Fernandes got absolutely fucking murdered have you (laughs) absolutely fucking cooked by some utter twat of a player and it it wasn't even as if Bruno was shooting he was passing and not even a card I was like what for me this challenge is is, is veering on a red card this tackle it's fucking it was disgraceful and and then you, they, but then you go to Thiago Silva and it's like, well, he's getting, he's getting booked for it, for, for a lesser tackle, for, for, for a shot, right? Which usually gets unpunished completely. And again, it just goes back to the consistency of referees, just not there mm. at all. And it's just, these are the little things which just, they get on my nerves, basically. They get yeah. on my nerves. Uh, it's, the consistency of officiating is a problem. Like the, the, the Werner incident earlier in the game for what could have and should have been a penalty was the one that Kane literally got the weekend before. Well, not the weekend before because it was international, but the, the last game window. It, it, it's frustrating, but like I'm not going to get hung up on it. Like, would it have been a different game had Chelsea had a penalty potentially? But like it, mate. It, on the bright side, didn't Werner get an assist <laughs> yeah, after oh passing God. up the opportunity to have a shot himself? Don't. I mean, ultimately, he had a difficult international window um he missed a opportunity at one all versus north macedonia which is a genuine shocker like the pass isn't perfect right it's not got pace on it it's behind him but still holy shit um and i think tushel's aware it's in his head 
right? Because he's, he's tried to kind of coax some positivity and he, he's just lacking it completely. And when that ball gets to him at the back post, it's just like open up right foot, pass it into the bottom corner. But instead, because he's got zero confidence, he takes a touch. So his moment's gone. And fortunately, Mason Mount is like racing into the penalty area unopposed to be able to ha- take a pass and pass it into the net himself. It's, it's not really what you want to see your striker doing. You can try and spin it and go, oh, it's excellent awareness. But I, to me, it's anything but. Van Nistelrooy ain't passing that. No. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, it's look, Timo Werner and Van Nistelrooy, I kind of feel a complete different end of the spectrum in terms of strikers, <laughs> aren't they? Like, oh, what I'd do for a Van Nistelrooy, mate. What I would do for a fucking mate, Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy is someone, I, I, I saw a, um, a list the other day, like top 10 Premier League strikers of all time and all this kind of stuff. And there was like, some debate online about it. I, I can't remember where it originated from. Um, but Dwight York is on there. I was like, what? Ahead of Rude? Uh, Rude ain't on it. Rude's not uh-huh. on it. Rude gets like, some disrespect at this point. It's, he it really bizarre. does. And it just, it, it's something that kind of gets on my nerves a bit because I loved Renis Rude growing up. It we, the, 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 him, his time at United weren't exactly trophy-laden times. Like he did win the league there. But... He gets his respect, man. That guy was a machine, a goal machine. He, he was had so some good. Really good numbers in Europe, right? Bearing in mind yeah. that this wasn't a pinnacle United team at that t- stage. His, his, no, numbers are, like, his numbers are ridiculous, anyway. I always remember him as kind of maybe like the original flopper. He used to flop around in that yeah. box quite a bit. That probably doesn't help in terms of like his reputation. He had the yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. He did. He, he did go to da- go to go to ground a few a fair few times. Um, the one against uh, was it Vieira when he kicks out. And Venustri jumps back by like 20 feet, uh, getting <laughs> yes. Vera sent off. Yes, that was yes. brilliant. Yeah, that's the one that led to the incident, right? Yeah. yeah. And Martin so Keown's uh, best moment of his career. <laughs> <laughs> now he wears glasses to trick us all that he's an intellect. <laughs> um, we're, we're digressing, boys. Um, I want to take it back to that humiliation, if I can call it that, Woods. It was, mate. It was it a would. humiliation. But <laughs> the question is, is that being... Ch- well? Is it Chelsea's worst humiliation? And it got us thinking about our own club's worst humiliations. Are we going to share that right now? Let's let's have an open discussion about... Well, I mean, I've got plenty as an Everton flan, uh, flan, fan, trust me. Like, <laughs> flan, well, we're like a bunch of flans sometimes with some of these I think Chelsea might feature in one of yours, mate. No, nah, the, the 6-3? No, the 6... The 5-0 at Stamford Bridge? What one was that? Under Conte? <laughs> Yeah, he's wiped that from his memory. Oh, that the, was the, the one the, which the John Motson described as the most uh, comprehensive complete perf- yeah. performance. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 he has blocked it. I <laughs> blocked like- it. That wasn't a humiliation, though, I don't think, to some extent, no? because Chelsea were that good. Chelsea are good. Yeah, Chelsea are good. That's fair. That's fair. I, I've actually gone away and created a sort of a list of moments um, that, as a Chelsea fan, I've had to deal with. Like, um, ranking very highly, Chelsea were 2 0 up in an FA Cup tie against Bradford at home. This was quite recent to, as well. It, it is. It was 2014-15, the mm. season where we would end up winning the Premier League. So it was Jose Mourinho and we ended up losing <laughs> the game 4-2 at Stamford Bridge against Bradford. Like, as bad as the game is, in terms of shocks, there isn't too much beyond that. Um, there was the open day against Burnley under Conte season two, where we were 3-0 down by half time. That was a bit of a shock at home as champions. Um, that, that was a shock, but uh, we eventually, I think, came back and only lost the first game of the season at home, 3-2. Um, Have you got anything then, pre-Abramovich? Pre-Abramovich, not really, to be honest, because it, it's not shocking. 
Okay. If that makes sense. Like the what the one that kind of sticks out to me, um, and it's not I wouldn't necessarily describe it as shocking, but this is probably the most disappointing one. It was um in Monaco, um in our Champions League semi final against Monaco. Um uh, where we at one all against ten men managed to lose the game three one, which basically cost us a place in the European Cup final against Porto. Um that that ranks highly in my biggest gut punch results you know that that was bitterly disappointing but the the most shocking one for me um remains um i think we're playing i think it was at home against sunderland and we lost that game three nil and we were reigning champions at the time and this is a gus boy at sunderland it might have been um but they just kind of turned up and just blitzed us and we were i think it was carlo at the time and i remember that being like a particularly like holy shit what the fuck happened here result um because sunderland weren't particularly great that season we we finished we were top at the time as well like we were top at the time and we'd end up finishing just behind uh, manchester united so you could even argue it was a crucial result really in chelsea's season but that one to me losing three nil to sunderland at home because that's a clean three nil result as well like you, you've had the brakes beaten off you that day. That 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 ranks highly in terms of that. But I think in terms of pure shock, it's difficult to look past Chelsea losing four two in a game against Bradford in the FA Cup. That that has to be right up there. Don't really okay. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Maybe maybe because I'm an Everton fan and the, the, the names and or well, the list I've got here in front of me just seems to be a lot worse. So I'll go to Mikey next. Uh, I don't know if United have had any humblings or humiliations. Yeah, yeah there's been a few, mate. There's been a few. Um... I'll, I'll save the one that rankles me the most till last. Um, I'll give the obvious one. That's obviously the uh, the Man City six, Man United yeah. one. Mm. Uh, one that was uh, that one isn't high on mine because I didn't watch the game. I was it was, it was my um, what. This what is was, where we have that argument that I swear you was in the pub with me at the time, and you say no, I wasn't. I wasn't because I was. I'm pretty sure I was at my uh, nephew's birthday party. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't watch this because I, I remember getting. I was looking. I kept looking at the score and going, "What, what, what?" And it was just. It was driving me um, slightly mad. That's not, look, That's obviously the, the famous one for for many. Why always me? Yeah, Balotelli. Yeah, that's exactly that one. Yeah, um, you've got some ones. I remember in ninety. I think it was ninety five, ninety six. We got smashed six three by Southampton. Um, the kit? Oh yeah. The no, it wasn't. The, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't that, wasn't. that one. That, that wasn't was the, the kit. We got smashed twice by Southampton in quick succession. You used to go one to the Dell and them struggle, the gray, there, didn't you? One of them was the grey kit. One of them was this other six-three game. But then that was a period of where we did have a young team. It was basically Cantona and Keane doing everything, and then you know, Ferg, Fergie's fledgling. As you know, call <laughs> was them. you so, playing in blue and white that day? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. Um, love that kit as well. By Good the way. kit, that one. Um, we had the. Um, the Newcastle five United nil Albert with the with the chip. <laughs> oh yes, that great one. finish. Oh yeah, because that yeah, was a proper yeah. title. That was that was a title game sort mm. of situation at that stage. Yeah, they didn't win the title today, so it doesn't <laughs> they matter. They did. Um, <laughs> right, there's two. There's two that I've saved to last. Uh, the ones because like, Man United have had some irritating times in Europe. There are times we should have won the European Cup more than we have. Let's be clear about it. There was like I think didn't we get knocked by Bayern Leverkusen one year? And it's like, yeah. oh, what is this? Like, there's things like that. Which you look back and you go, yeah, we could have done it better. I w- but I wouldn't label them as shocks. Um, the next two I would label, one of them is just the, just a horrible moment as a Man United fan. I remember watching this game at my parents' house. I was spitting feathers. I was, I was so angry. My mum said to me, I'm never watching football with you again. Um, which was like, fine. And I don't think I have since, to be fair. Um, 
One of them is uh, the MK Dons game, 2014. Oh, God, we lost, yeah. We lost 4-0. Oh. The, the, one that, the, the reason why that annoyed me, right? Let me read you out this lineup. Uh, let me find the lineup first. Hang on a second. Uh, so the lineup we played uh, was De Gea in goal. And then get ready to name to some of these players. Uh, Vermaij, uh someone called James. I don't know who this James is. I genuinely don't remember him. He got booked. Oliveira. Playing at centre half, Ricardo. I, I don't know who Oliver is. Uh, Johnny Evans played. Uh, I th- believe this is Michael Keane. I want to say was him because uh, we have a Keane playing. It ain't Roy. Mm. Uh, it could be Will Keane potentially. He was a striker. Um, Janko, who got replaced by uh, Andreas Pereira at half time. Um, Hernandez, Welbeck. Uh, Nick Powell remember Nick Powell oh yeah uh, James Wilson came on for him and the reason why this is a gut punch is because Kagawa started this game oh. Right? Oh. and this is I love that man so much subbed after 20 minutes for Yanazai 20 minutes what, what? please tell me he was injured <laughs> I, 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 I remember him be. going off and um, let me see if he was injured hang on a sec Fergie uh, Yankin yeah, after had, 20 minutes yeah. yeah he had a blow to the head that's what it was. Um, so that that game was bad. That game was bad. We've also in the pub. We've also. I remember losing one 0 to South End as well. That wasn't yeah, good either. Because Jamie was like at that in, in that stage of transferring from Manchester United fan to South End fan at that time. So was that the, the converter? That, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're onto big things here, South End. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have TVs um, in the back of those those seats at the stadium, mate. <laughs> so, but the game that I want to talk about was from March two thousand and nine. Can any of you guess what, what what game that was? March two thousand and nine. Well, the MK. But bear in mind, at this point, on. at this point, Man United are really good. No. So I'm the sure lineup that day: uh, Van der Sar, O'Shea, Ferdinand, uh, Vidic, Evra, Ronaldo, Carrick, Anderson, Park. Rooney, Tevez, Skulls came on. Berbatov came on. Giggs came on. It's a pretty good team. And uh, yeah, we lost four-one to Liverpool at home. Uh, oh, this was the one where Gerard Vidic kissing got, the camera, kissing the camera. Village got sent off. Gerard, I believe, kissed the camera. I think Dosena with a lob. My but uh, Dosena, yeah, Dosena scored ninetieth minute. Yeah, yep. miserable, absolutely miserable day. Liverpool wearing that horrible grey kit, and um, yeah, that was that's almost the most irritated I've ever been watching watching football, uh, just because we had such a good team. And Liverpool, just everything about them at that point, I hated. I hated every single one of their players. I hated their horrible fans. Just ugh, drove me drove me mad. Hated Funny it. enough, you mentioned the City one. I completely forgot about the fact that we went to the Etihad and got spanked 6-0. Um, <laughs> That's what I mean. There's not, you're, you're like, oh, we only looked, we got beat 3-0. It's like, well... Is that, is yeah, that- but like, I don't... Like, I kind of feel that that was, um, that was under... Sorry, because Conte had gone there the year prior and shithoused a 1-0 defeat. And Chelsea fans were up in arms about it. It's like, what the fuck is this? How can you go to this ground and basically park the bus and take a 1-0 defeat? And Conte was kind of pragmatic about it. It's like, that's where we are right now. Sorry, on the other hand, rocked up to the Adam. It's like, let's play some expansive football and got beaten to six. And it's like, yeah, this is what Conte meant, wasn't it? 
kind of was like um, a bit of a that was humbling you know because i remember that, that game in fact i remember this this aftermath of that because it was just like yeah you see that thing we tried to do which you all wanted us to do you can't do that against this team we're not good enough and it's yeah. like yeah kind of yeah, vindication i guess yeah so we played them in the league cup final the week later which took them to penalties you know and that was really quite a surprise for a lot of people coming off the back of such a uh, a, a hiding at the uh, Etihad so that that's look I get what you mean Lee I, I guess the way that I look at shocks isn't just purely on the scoreline um, mm-hmm. otherwise Mikey would have probably referenced the game in 99 where Chelsea gave United a hiding at Stamford Bridge um, four, four nil four five nil? yeah Jody, Jody five. Morris got the with the little kind of celebrations <laughs> Jody Morris <laughs> when I was doing a bit of research into this I come across a, a Michelin is that how you say that Michelin the, the Danish team, they beat United yeah. 2-1. Yeah, they did, yeah. I remember that game. That was fun. <laughs> but again, like those, you know, it's, for me, it's more about the, um, like, shock for me or the ones that kind of, like, a Michelin fine, but, like, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, by that point, we were probably already through in the group anyway. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really matter. Like, getting knocked out of a cup competition is more of a, to a team that you fancied to beat, AKA MK Dons, for example, or a South End, mm. getting humbled by your biggest Those are rivals. Shocks, right? Those ones are like, it's not just a shock as in, where did that come from? It's a shock as in, all right, I knew this would be a big game. And it's, it's the emotion that comes with it where you kind of, you're nervous going into it. And then what you're watching is just the opposite of everything you were hoping for. And it's just like, great, this is fucking miserable. And uh, to be fair as well, back in those days, I cared a lot more about football. Um, you may not yeah, realise this you when you listen to this show, boys and girls. <laughs> I do get angry sometimes. I used to get a lot angrier. So, you know, these days it's He's like... Mellow. Uh, yeah, this this is a I mean. mellow, Michael. You'll notice I didn't stick any there from David Moyes. Because uh, I, I think we got pumped 3-0 by Liverpool at Old Trafford under Moyes. And it's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that year is barren to me. Doesn't, didn't, it didn't happen. Well, I've got a comprehensive list for Everton and I had to slim it down. Uh, <laughs> Everton season review, 97-98. Everton season review, 98-99. <laughs> okay, well, I'll start off with a bit of FA Cup as well. We'll mention David Moyes. This was his first season, first full season, and we lost 2-1 to Shrewsbury Town, who were in the uh, League 2 or Division 3, I think as it was back then. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was fun. Uh, well, so I've got a couple of uh, Europe games. Um, the first one was uh, 5-1 against Dynamo Bucharest. Now, this was significant because... I remember this game. We had just been knocked out of the Champions League after, you know, what's his name? Um, Kalina had, you know, horribly done us over in, in, in the qualifying game. So it's like, oh, it's all right, okay, we're dropping off into UEFA and we've got Dynamo Bucharest, you know, we'll have a nice little run in the UEFA Cup. No, we got beat 5-1 in the first round, you know, first leg, I think it was. Four goals in the second half. Um, something in a bit more recent times to the Europa League. Dude, I have to say, this reminds me a little bit, right? So when you get, when you go into a competition and you're like, ah, who are these guys? We're going to smash them. This used to happen on, um, I don't remember which football manager it was, but it was one fairly recently where if you win the Champions League, you obviously uh, you get put into the Club World Cup, right? And you have to play like fucking Flamengo or someone nuts. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what the hell's going on here? Right. I remember one year, I, 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 was, I was killing it, right? Absolutely killing it. Rocked up to this Club World Cup. And I think I was against like, um, who is uh, Red and, they're not Flamingo, name another Brazilian team. Sao Paulo. It was them. Or was it Corinthians? Some random team, right? I got mashed 6-0 
out of nowhere. Team fully fit. My players were. I, I look. I looked at their stats. It, I'm looking at like fours and, and twelves, and like they, they were shit. And I got absolutely. <laughs> fucking annihilated they had like 30 shots i i was looking at it, i was like we're clinging on clinging on to a 6-0 defeat here what the, it was just like <laughs> i just turned up and i got absolutely battered well this reminds me didn't it, in actually terms of real life club world cup when man united first went in <laughs> and dropped the fa cup sacked it off that season to uh, go was told to sack it off let's not blame okay. man united for this Either way, you then went over to, I think it was in Brazil as well, and it did was, you lose to Panucha, I want to say? It wasn't a good time for us, basically. It wasn't a good time. <laughs> no, the, the boys... Humble, they, they lost to Vasco, didn't they? Um, I remember Gary Neville struggling in the heat. I think that's, yeah, that's what that, I did. I remember that's, they, they looked like a load of Wayne Rooney's, basically, you know, with their red lollipops and their red faces. Because <laughs> it was, um, I remember, because it was 99, which would have been relatively recently... After obviously the treble, but also recently after Beckham got sent off in the World Cup, in that sort of, and he mm. got sent off in that tournament, didn't he? And it was a bit. He like, did get sent off. Yeah. Um, I, I would before you carry on, Lee. I just want to give one honourable mention: uh, the England game, Iceland. Oh, don't don't. <laughs> that, that is one I do try to erase out of my head because oh god. That's... No, that was one of the funnest times I've had <laughs> as a fan in a long time. All I think when I think of that game, I just think of uh, Joe Hart screaming at the ball boy, "Give me the ball! Give me the ball!" It's like. Doesn't matter, mate. We're shit. You're wasting your time getting all angry and trying to be the angry man that you think you are. You know, oh. mate. Forever and a day. My memory of Joe Hart isn't the "Give me the ball, give me the fucking ball." It's Andre Pirlo and what he wrote in his book about him. That's <laughs> the fact. The fact that Joe Hart is mentioned in that glorious man's book as a footnote of "I'm going to embarrass this guy" essentially because I don't like how he behaves. Mwah, perfect. Perfect. I'll always dine out on that. It's brilliant. Hmm. Shall I continue with my Everton yeah, What more you got? What more you got? Please. Well, we had one in more recent times. So it was the Europa League. It was 5-1 at home to Atalanta. This was during the... Well, David Unsworth was basically the acting caretaker boss just before Big Sam came in. So I, I was kind of looking at this tournament as like maybe a bit of a relief away from the stresses of the Premier League. <laughs> no, no, no. This was... I, I, I think I was... I can't remember where, where was I living. I was I was definitely in London at some point. But either way, it was it was terrible to watch. And Sandro Ramirez scored our goal. I think that was the only goal he scored for Everton. So yeah, mate, that guy that guy was going to be a world beater. Well, he was, wasn't he? When the, uh, we looked him on the uh, the old YouTube, turns out he uh, that five million was probably four million too much. But um, do you yeah. know? Do you know? Do you know? He's only twenty five. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he looks old, don't he? Currently playing for Huesca. He's got, oh, sorry, Uesca. They don't pronounce H's in Spain, do they? Three goals and nine appearances this season. Before that... And what league are they to... in, though? Is that, is that La Liga 2? Um, let me see. Huesca, I can't even want to say. Huesca. Because I'm pretty sure they're not in La Liga. In, uh, no, La Liga. Really? Yeah. I know that when he went on loan after being at Everton, well, he was at Everton, he went on a couple of loans and he just wasn't scoring. I think one of them is like Real Sociedad or something. So it literally says here, Everton, eight appearances, zero goals. Sevilla, 13 appearances, zero goals. Sociedad, 24 appearances, zero goals. Obviously, they're league, so yeah. Everton won. Is that where you know he never scored for us in the league, mate? This was his only goal. But anyway, so yeah, we had that, then we had that game. Um, turn taken to the Premier League. We, we got duffed up 7-0 by Arsenal. Um, <laughs> this was vintage Arsenal, though. I, I, I say vintage. It was two thousand five. Kids that, that listen to this won't know that. <laughs> They'll be like, "What?" <laughs> I'll read you off the goal scorers. 
So it's Van Persie, Perez, Vieira, Burkamp, Edu and Flamini. Henri's playing in that game and he doesn't score. However, from the brief highlights that I watched earlier, Tony Hibbert is having a nightmare. He is struggling all over the place with a, as soon as Henri's on the ball. But um, yeah, that, that one... To be fair, we've had a few against Arsenal. That was the worst. I think yeah, we've had they... a 6-1 at home against yeah. them. Um, yeah, and then the other Premier League one I've, I've chose to put in was because I went and witnessed it. And that was 6-2 at home to Spurs. After I missed the first goal and... Walked into the statement, oh, we're 1-0 up. And then literally we just crumbled. Uh, that was, yeah, that was fucking awful. But the worst one of the lot, and it has been recent, is in recent time, was when we lost to Liverpool in the FA Cup, with, which was ultimately their third string. And I'll, I'll read out their, their starting eleven, and you can understand probably why this was, yeah, it was most gut-wrenching, because obviously A, is our biggest rivals, but B, I actually went into that game thinking, well, they're playing their third string here. Surely we've got a chance. But that didn't happen. So they had Adrian in goal. Fair enough. And then they had Nico Williams, Nat Phillips, Joe Gomez and James Milner playing at left back. Uh, Lalana, Curtis Jones, who scored the winner. And then Chirivella, I want to say his name is, maybe. Some some guy who I've definitely not seen since. Um, our old nemesis, Arigi. Um, Minamoma. And that... I don't want to say that naughty word, but I need to when it comes to Harvey Elliott. You know what I want to say. He's a cunt. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be that guy. Maybe we'll bleep that out, Michael. But yeah, Harvey Elliott, who, to be fair, we haven't seen probably since either. So, I mean, that... He's tearing up the championship. Oh, is he? He's yeah. Even I know that, Lee. He's genuinely excellent. He's going to be really annoying for you, mate, because he's going to be playing for England a lot. Mm. I think I he's English, right? I don't I might, like him. We, we don't like his hair. I think his hair's changed. Oh, good, he's had a haircut. But anyway... He's changed his hair. Yeah, but we, we lost 1-0 to Liverpool's third string. And that, obviously, Carlo had only just been in for a month. And I thought, well, you know, he's going to real go for this uh, FA Cup, you know, try and get a run, get a trophy, you know, get his get off get off the mark, so to speak. But no, didn't happen. So, yeah, that's, that's my Everton humiliations. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't seem that bad. Are we all agreed on what the most shocking moment is, though? Because it's not been mentioned here. And I think we all know what it is, right? Go in terms onwards. of world football, yeah. In terms, of, every, football. in terms of the most shocking result that yeah. any of us can ever there remember is only watching one. There in is our only lifetimes. One. There's, only, There's one. only one. And it, it's, it's obviously uh, 2014 World Cup semi-final hosts Brazil playing against maybe tournament favourites at the time, maybe Germany. Um, and it was fucking glorious because holy shit, I fucking hated Brazil at that World Cup. The ostentatious behavior of their fucking fans and the complete loving that they were being given by everyone to the start of the game. National anthems are being sung, and normally they do the national anthems, you go and shake hands, we play, but not, not when it's Brazil because of the raw emotion of it. We're going to let them. We're going to let them sing the second verse of their national anthem because they're fucking Brazil. And we're going to have all the tears and everything in the crowd because we're so passionate. The Germany game, they came out. That's the one with the Neymar shirts, right? Because Neymar got duffed up, as Lee would say, in the game yeah. before against Chile. He got his back broken. Mm. No Thiago Silva, crucially, as well. Um, so they, they end up with David Luiz uh, as, uh, wearing the armband, I believe. Who was an instigator so as well, by the way, the whole like passion and uh, tears 
absolutely tears we've got the Neymar shirts we've got we're all rolled up we're at home we're going to basically win this game because we're going to win the World Cup because it's destiny and then just the horror of their fans watching their team get mercilessly cut to shreds by the Germans. There's there's one moment that's my favourite one because it's almost like a centre gets taken and it's like you're playing on easy mode on a football game because Germany quickly turn the ball over from their midfield because Brazil take the, the centre, they pass it back. All of a sudden, a swarm of Germans take the ball and they're through and they score and it's like... It was just incredible to watch. The fans, tears, man eating a flag, everyone basically hugging each other. It was a horror show. It's the, it's the old man who is cradling the World Cup, which I always love. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that guy. It's the World Cup. <laughs> he, he My favourite it... story from that is, uh, is Sherler was sent on and uh, was told, uh, just you take know, it easy. He's off. Take it easy. Goes in bags too. Just <laughs> relentless. Just as you said, unmerciful. Um, I can't say that word, but that word. Yes, it, I mean it was it was very German to go in and shit house someone's fucking tournament, wasn't it? Um, utterly, utterly wonderful. Like you say, Scherler at the end banging a pair in just to kind of properly rub it in. Seven wine. And the oh, thing is, it will well, never get topped. There was a key thing as well because when they meant to like get redemption from the previous time they'd ha- uh, hosted the World Cup. And it was that like, was it, uh, uh, 1950. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it was a shocker because they, they had the tournament won. Because back then it was weird how the tournament was structured. All they had to do was not fuck up against Uruguay. And it's literally what they did. They bottled it. And after that, it was like that was a proper horror show for them and everything. And they, they changed, I think, their, their strip. They changed the strip to, to yellow because they basically tried to cleanse themselves and rid themselves of the stench that had happened then. And like you said, this, this, is, this was their tournament to do it. They weren't ever particularly great in that tournament. It shouldn't be forgotten as well. Mm. Uh, like Chile were the, the, the pick of the South American teams in that competition, I believe. They had Fred Even Colombia, front. right? Fred. Yeah. Fred was yeah, their Yeah, because Diego Costa went... Um, they, 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 Diego Costa was available for him and he chose to play... F- Spain. Oh, was that after... I think he would have been available for them at that point, and they chose not to, and they went with Fred, uh, which led Costa to kind of basically turn his back. And yeah, I mean, it is. Just- Bernard came Brazil, on as Brazil, well. Brazil just seemed to always have. There was a period at that point where, whenever I watched Brazil, I was like, "All right, they've got some nice pieces." Yeah, obviously, you know, you look at Neymar, Thiago Silva in his pomp, etc. Then you like you look up top, and it's Fred or Joe, and it's like, eh? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. What is this? What is this? How do you go from having our nine to this? Hey, don't don't, don't disglorious Bernard. Let's not bring him in here, mate. I'm bringing him in here, but yeah. Um, well, yeah. So we, should we move on? Because I think we're yes. like, we've, we've covered off the the humblings of our own teams, and obviously the best one of all time. Would you put this in as a subject? I don't know if I really want to go into it, but I'm assuming there's an angle, so I'm going to bring it up. Liverpool strike back, as you dubbed it in the group. Now, can I? Can I? Sorry, can I, I'm I'm sorry. You I'm love an interruption. Can I read you out the uh, the, the lineups of the of the Brazil Germany game? Yeah, go ahead. Why? Why? No, 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 Woods. Why? Why? I'm I'm trying to host the show. I've got a timer here, and every fucking you've week, got a timer. You fucking cry that you know. Oh, I'm late. It's twelve o'clock in Spain. Every week, mate, you, you say to me, right? We have this conversation. I'm like, that was a long one, and you're like, yeah, I've given up timing it. This week he times it, and he doesn't tell us beforehand. Mate, I have a timer on every week. It just means nothing. But go on and let's hear those the, those lineups. I decided, mate, just looking at, I just wanted to read out the Brazil one. We talked about how shite it is. Julio Cesar, Maicon, David Luiz, Dante, 
My party boy left back, mate. There's your party boy <laughs> back then shipping seven goals, mate. And now look what he's doing for you. Well, he's pying uh, up forward, mate. <laughs> Fernandinho, Luis Gustavo, Hulk, Oscar, Bernard and Fred. How they expected to win that game with that lineup, mate, is beyond beyond me. Jesus Christ! And then on the they they brought on Paulinho, Ramirez, and Willian. Joe was literally on the bench for that game. Terrible, horrendous. When you move into that midfield as well, Luis Gustavo and Fernandinho, nothing's getting created there at all. To to the players that aren't going to be able to finish anyway. Well, basically they had Oscar in the ten, and that Oscar was, was the goal scorer, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Uh, you're asking me. You're asking too much of me here. Uh, yeah, Oscar was in the 90th minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! And they look at the Germans, man. The team of winners: Neuer, Lahm, Boating, Hummels, Howarders, Kadira, Schweinsteiger, Müller, Kroos, Özil, and Closer. Literally, a team of winners. A team of of killers. You know what I mean? Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Thirty seconds, mate. Thirty seconds, all it took. Wait. That's okay because Woods hasn't got involved in more chatting on. Would you on not, would you like chatting. me to tell you about how I'm going to be walking a thousand miles over the next month? Ooh. No? no, someone should be training by now, right? Is this training started yet? Or is that next month? That's May. That's May. May. Okay. But anyway, let's bring it back to the football. Maybe Mike yes. will let Lou to your thousand steps or whatever you got to do. Uh, steps, <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> well, no, that's May I have you know? I'm walking from. Where is it? I'm walking from. Uh, Land's End okay basically we're doing a thing at work where as a team we're walking from Land's End uh, in I believe that's in Cornwall or yes to John O'Groats John O'Groats up north that that one we're walking that basically as a company (laughs) essentially and uh, I love how he knows this steps mate that's 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 a thousand miles isn't it it's a thousand miles exactly is what I said yeah but he'll be Um, contributing with a thousand steps I'll be contributing somewhere we'll we'll see how many miles I contribute a thousand steps will get you about a mile I reckon is this for, is this for charity? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah. And uh, if we, if I complete, let me get this right. If I manage to do thirty miles, uh, they'll plant. I get two hundred trees planted. Speaking of charity, just wait till you see the goal that their Dortmund had ruled out. It is fucking disgraceful that the referees ruled this one out. It should be one all, and the, oh, it's unbelievable. Fuck this. Go on, Lee. Go on, Lee. Well, we mentioned the Champions segment. League and I've had a quick look and Liverpool are losing 2-0. And yeah, we've... so that answers this part. <laughs> so we've got here Liverpool striking back, you know. They were getting all the praise after swatting well, aside Arsenal, but uh, probably uh, maybe... Swatting aside Arsenal, fucking hell. Not like that to try. Well, I think the thing is... That's did, you Gary, did, did you hear what Gary Neville said? He said uh, during the game, he was like, me and Martin Tyler could be playing centre-half of Liverpool because Arsenal did not lay a glove on them. Literally, they were fucking awful Awful footballing. Just, just. Arteta. It's either Arteta or the. It's, it, well, look, it's either Arteta or the players, right? It's going to be one or the other. And I'm curious to know what the board are going to back here because under Arteta, it's fucking abysmal. They're paying a lot of money to Aubameyang, who doesn't look like a footballer. What did I. I sent you something the other day, didn't I? That he's. Shots. <laughs> it's costing per, him 600 grand per it's shot. It's basically 600 grand per shot since Aubameyang signed the ting. 
Incredible. That's just Incredible. not good return, is it? Look, the, 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 I mean, we could get into Arsenal, but like the Aubameyang situation was never ideal. He doesn't fit what Arteta wants to do, but equally they couldn't let him go for nothing, right? They were in a fucking nightmare scenario there. But then you've got to beg the question, like, why are you getting a manager in who hasn't got an idea how to get the best out of your striker? Especially when strikers are such a rare quantity in modern football, right? Where everyone basically wants to find one. Like, whoever doesn't get Haaland is going to have to look for somewhere else. You know, Kane and Lukaku are the two next up. Are you going to be able to obtain those? I don't know. But that's Arsenal. The point I wanted to say was that, are Liverpool back? Question mark. No, it's just Arsenal are really, really shit. Uh, because like at half time <laughs> it was nil-nil and um, they just capitulated uh, Arsenal. They were, Mikel Arteta was genuinely disgusted by the performance. He, he came out and said, that's on me. But I think what he meant was, I'm taking the front here because these motherfuckers are letting me down big time in big spots and it is they, they, I don't think they've necessarily got the results that maybe the performances are due but they did at the weekend they were fucking shambolic Gabriel holy shit what a disaster of a performance that was like he's lucky he was only responsible for two of the goals because it could have been four um, the one that I'm he tossed convinced. up to the winger was atrocious yeah. that, that, I, I was genuinely like that's Sunday league that is you've literally clipped that up the line with a bit of loft, so you're inviting the pressure straight away with a pass, and you're not even reached, you're not even actually hit the man with it, and you're a professional no. footballer. Redknapp was yanking himself silly over that pass for what it's worth, and I couldn't for the life of me understand what he was so excited about. He's like, oh, it's just a vision to see. I'm like, he's literally ah. just lobbed the ball in there. He's lobbed it in, and Gabriel just has to go clear everything. And he doesn't. I don't even know why he's decided to make that attempt there. It was just ridiculous to watch. But well, just to, do, just do to I come inwards. Back, look, yeah, no, no. no well, I was say, do, do you think they're back? No, no, you don't. That's. I'm going to cut no, you I, off I, there. No, no, no. There is there like, is another angle off this though from this game, and that's Trent Alexander Arnold as well. Yes. Now apparently yes, he's back as well because he had a he 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 whips in a nice ball. Apparently, yeah, all the pundits are right. Right. This is it. Like we're going to basically pump up Trent because he and it was a lovely cross. It was a lovely cross to, to get the goal, but I still... Because they, 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 there was a whole segment on Monday Night Football where basically Neville and Kara speak about Trent Alexander-Arnold because all of them are bought in big time on him. This is, this is why the media is so rattled by this, because they all bought in seriously high, pumped his stock, and we're talking about this guy can play midfield. Kara was even fucking talking about the fact you take him to the tournament to play him in midfield like he would De Bruyne. A position he's literally never played. We're going to play him in there at the international tournament in the summer. What are you even talking about? Like, it's, it's genuinely ridiculous. Like, their obsession with this guy. It's like he's faultless, but he's just so full of fault, is what I'm trying to say. The, the argument they were discussing last night as well was um, between him and Cara Neville was um, basically, would you have James Ward-Prowse, who obviously... He's at Southampton, so he's not a big club, but he plays that role relatively well and also has a very good delivery on him. Actually yes. plays in a centre midfielder plays role. Midfield. Yes. Or do you have Trent Alexander-Arnold, who also has a good uh, ball on him, but plays at right back or right wing and is, hasn't been very good for... Pretty you know much- when's not the time to test something? At an international tournament. <laughs> you know? Like, it's not a good time to go up against France and go, right, now it's time to unleash my special weapon, Trent Alexander-Arnold playing as Kevin De Bruyne. It's fucking ridiculous, mate. I don't get it. I don't get... Their team... By the way, the squad that they picked was shambolic. How the fuck are you not taking Jaden Sancho to the big dance? Get out of here. Absolutely ridiculous, mate. But, like, the Trent thing, I genuinely think they feel personal with this because, they, like I said, they've all been so high on him. 
Um, it got personal last night between the two of them. It did. I mean, it seems to me that they may well have had a disagreement at some point earlier in the afternoon about this. Because hmm. Car- look, Car is blinkered. We know this. He's a Liverpool through and through, so he's extremely high. I think Neville made some very fair points as to why um, Southgate hasn't taken him. We, it's basically what we said. He's going to get murdered by killing Mbappe. It's, it, and I think I that was one of the things when you when you hear Neville talk about it. He, I don't agree with Neville's team at all. For what it's worth, no. and I think some of his points were just utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Greenwood's. Why are you taking Greenwood for when you like? Danny Ings, just Danny take Ings. him. If you're going to look for a replacement for Kane, Danny Ings is your guy, right? Yeah. He's there. He's a goal scorer. He's probably a better finisher than everyone else in the squad other than Kane as well. It baffles me. But the um, the the talk about uh, like, uh, like Connor Cody, Eric Dyer. Uh, why? Why? Why are we Mings. talking about this for? But um, you yeah, fucking Mings, mate. Don't don't give me Mings. But like the the um, I appreciate Gary Neville trying to say. This is what I. This is what I think Southgate is thinking. This is what I think he's getting at. But it reminded me of the last week's draft when I felt like Carragher and Neville went on that show with two completely different, like almost agendas of what they've done, yeah. and it wasn't joined up. And because of that, it just was just a fucking free for all. Carragher came off as such a whiny. Idiot. He really did because he really came Neville, off as an idiot. The first time you do it like that kind of going, but you said you wouldn't have Trent in there. Um, fine the fact he kept going there over and over and over and that, on Neville and Neville, Neville kept, said, kept going shit seriously I, was, I, I explained why Southgate didn't put him in not me it was very clear that it, says at that exactly point it's done right yeah. oh, okay I'm mistaken but then he kept going at him kept going like, back at it something must have happened earlier in the day during all of this discussion where I'm guessing Neville maybe said that he wouldn't take Trent and that's maybe what he was laying into him on. Something weird. I'm still there. really confused about all of this because I, I was I was I was reading a, a thread earlier where they're talking about the England squad and I thought it was just us. Right? I thought it was just us. When it comes to this right back position, the position that we've had we, when we took Danny Mills to a tournament as right back one year, didn't we? Jesus yeah. Christ. Like <laughs> we've actually got players there now, right? And you look at the players we have, Trent Alexander Arnold, he's had a Pretty poor year. I've heard he's back. I ain't buying it. He's never been good for England. Can we? Are we forgetting this? I think that's an area that people keep forgetting. I've never seen him play well for England at all, even remotely well. He may, he may have done it in a friendly against Slovakia that I didn't watch, right? But I ain't seen it with him. Um, I don't think he plays in. He's just, he's just Liverpool play in such a specialised way to get the most out of their fullbacks. England do not play that way because when Liverpool play, they essentially play a 2-6-2, something mm-hmm. around the area. They play ridiculously high and they have Fabinho, Henderson that can cover off the fullback positions and that is their, literally their job. This is what um, Neville was alluding to, wasn't he, in terms of the style of play, the pragmatism of, of England against someone like Liverpool. It. Why the fuck... If you're going to an international tournament, what do you want to see from your bench, right? I don't want to see like for like on the bench, in my personally. Mm. I want to see options. I really you go into a tournament to prepare for every single situation. This is why I think this is my tier, this is my starting eleven for the tournament is folly. Because it's like, well, you play depending on what you're up against in international football to mitigate any risk you can. Like unless you're going in and you are the best team there, like a Spain, and you go, you know what? Wherever we play out, wherever we're up against, we're going to win because we're Spain. We're going to play our way. But for the most part, you go into this tournament and you prepare as much as you can. Why the fuck 
Wan-Bissaka isn't fucking even remotely considered for this. Why didn't I'm they utterly, even mention I, it? I'm, I'm aghast at this. Even when I was, ch- I was chatting today in, in, a, in a thread on this, people are saying, they're not even United fans, they're like, why isn't Wan-Bissaka being mentioned here? Like, I can't getting, get my looking. head around we've it. We've got... Like, he's the only defender we've got that can lock down a right midfield if we've got Mbappe going up against him. Walker can't. Walker can make recoveries. Yeah. But he's not going to tackle the fucker. Like, we've got Trippier, who's basically been on holiday for the last God knows how long, who, good set-piece delivery, but I feel like he's getting in this team because of his former uh, his yeah. former tournament um It's work. exactly, it's, it's previous, Al- yeah. Alexander-Arnold... Alexander Arnold's been, he ain't a defender, right? He ain't a fucking defender. And I don't and think he ever will be as well. He is not, right? That leaves literally Reese James or Wambasaka. And I just don't understand why he's not even being discussed here. Well, I, the I, thing I, is, I like Reese. You know I like Reese. I'm a Chelsea fan, of course. But if you're asking me this summer, who I'd take, I'm taking Wambasaka. And it's not even a discussion for me because the crucial thing, I was talking to, to Craig earlier about this actually, and you know, he's obviously a United fan like you are. You'd end up with four of the back five being Manchester United players. They played together week in, week out. How can that not be seen as a positive, right? Effectively, you've got Maguire, Shaw, Wambasaka, and probably the goalkeeper, especially if the goalkeeper. And the weakness at Man United's defence is the guy that isn't going to be. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it's, it generally it dumbfounds me that, that it, it's so simple to see. I don't know what's happened here between Wan-Bissaka and Southgate. It doesn't make sense. I, the whole thing about, yeah, but he's not particularly good going forward. I don't care. I just want well, Kylian Mbappe not just, to murder me. That's, that, that's we it. We just discussed Stop this. We, we need options, yeah. don't we? We need a variety of players. Yeah. So you have Which is what James. they were talking about as well, for what it's worth, because they were talking about this on the show. They were saying, well, um, you necessarily, when you play Scotland, for example, and it's a bit harsh on Scotland, but it's probably fair, um, you probably don't need a defensive-focused right-back in that game. Well, guess what? Then you can bring in uh, your Rhys James or Trent. It, those are the two options to me. Uh, or Trippier. The three of those go together. Three of those. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the ones. So Wambasak is the dead cert. And you take one of the other, t- other three. Whatever way you want to do it. If you, if you kind of feel that you want to take Trent, great. If you want to take Reese, great. But like ultimately, Wambasak has to go. Because if we want to win the tournament, we're going to have to beat France because they're going to be there. And I want the guy that's already dealt with him. Mm. And he's dealt with him exceptionally. Every is- time he's played against him, he's played him tight. The issue is, and as Gary Neville was alluding to, like Southgate is going to take players that he trusts, and he trusts mm. he trusts um, Kyle Walker, and he trusts Kieran Trippier. That essentially leaves potentially one position left for that right right spot out of Reese James, Tron. If he takes three fucking right backs, he should be sacked. Well, Kyle Walker will play as a covering centre back as well. Yeah, there is that. He, but if you look at the team, to be fair, I'd rather have Kyle Walker. I think than uh, Connor Cody. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Like, yeah, but you that's, look at that's both of those. Point. You look at both of those teams, and it was very defence heavy. Lots of defenders. Carrigan mm. um, fucking me. loads of them in, didn't he? He had eight. No Sancho. No Sancho. Neither of them didn't have. What doesn't play like, in the best league in the world? Well, he goes he because this is the madness of it. All right, so Carrigan's like uh, I've got Jude Bellingham, and I, I think Jude Bellingham should go as well for what it's worth. I've seen enough of him to go. Yeah, he should definitely go. Um, we we are probably uh, a year away from him being basically a Premier midfield player in the England team anyway. Um, and his explanation was well, he's been playing for Dortmund um, uh, and he's been playing in the Champions League regularly. Okay, 
What about Jaden Sancho? Like, why the fuck is he not going? Like, oh, no, 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 it doesn't work for him. A guy that basically had ridiculous numbers last year and his numbers are underrated this year. I know he's not hit the high highs. And I feel that kind of like he's now suffering Haaland tax, which is basically people completely disrespect what Sancho's doing because he's playing with Haaland. When I think the truth is probably closer to the other way, as international break did show that uh, not everyone feasts on the minnows of the European game uh, when they're playing at international football because not necessarily have they got the service to be able to be feasting in those games. So I I, I found it utterly baffling. I really did. I get that. But then just one thing then with Jadon Sancho, and I think we've said it before, is that when he does turn up for England, he hasn't always been consistent or good. And if we're going to apply the same logic with Trent Alexander-Arnold, then surely we should be doing it with Sancho as well. I yeah look that's fair okay that is fair but just, I, I just still think I'd go with, you know yeah and, and and I understand that um I still take him because I still I still expect him to be able to unlock the door um yeah and that may well be a crucial part of which what's going on here maybe Southgate thinks the way he's not done it for me um and I think I think the issue there is though is that a right back we've got plenty of options at right midfield I'm not sure we do true I don't know who's um, going to play in there. I'm guessing it's going to be Rashford or because it'll be Rashford and Sterling my guess around Kane which is just like Rashford and Sterling are not going to create chances. It's not their game. And Kane, basically, we're going to have to solely rely on Kane to create those opportunities. And um, he's the one that's meant to be finishing them as well. Basically. <laughs> An issue is, is that, like, I saw Gary Neville's comment, like, he, Kane will drop deep and you need two players going yeah. in. Rashford's never done that. He's no. never been consistent doing that. He's not Sane in that respect. He's not. Um I, I I really worry. I, I really worry about this, and I'm wor- I'm worried. And this will be the last thing we say on it, Lee. I know you're getting a bit antsy there. Um, I was going to say one more thing actually on top of it, but go on. Well, my my worry is is that we had to sit through the golden generation: your Beckham, Skulls, Gerrard, Lampard, Owen, Rooney, Ferdinand, Terry, Cole. You know, it's a pretty good team. The best England team we've ever heard of, right? Um, and basically undone by shite management. And I worry that we're going to get to a point now where we're now looking at the England team and I'm quite I'm quite excited for a lot of the players we've got there and it's just going to be undone again by shite management unimaginative cowardly football wedded to a system for God knows why the style of play I mean I saw obviously the debate between Neville and Carragher where they were talking about um, and I thought as well I think Neville was right on this when he was talking about you go to a tournament um, you know England don't play football against the good teams we play on the counter you know and Car- and Carragher is like well why not why can't we just go because it's like well we don't ever do that and we are a, a little way away it's not instilled enough football and culture no like we're, we're a little always bit playing away before, we're a little bit away from being able to do that anyway like and we don't have a manager that's going to promote doing that so of course we're not going to go to a tournament and start dominating the ball against Germany and Belgium and France. It's not going to happen. No. I just, I think I worry about this. I really worry that we're just going to piss away um, these these English talents. And there was one more that they both were in agreement, but I think everyone's concerned, not just us, but probably England fans in general, and that's Jack Grealish. We're talking about those flanks. And if you want something different and someone that can create, it's Jack Grealish. And he, I feel like he he should he probably will make the squad, but whether he plays or not is a different matter because he's going to go with the tried and tested of Sterling and Rashford as those flanks. And he exactly he, horrible, generally, mate. I'm, I want Jack I, this, Grealish, this, this but he's not going to happen. This is getting me angry, right? <laughs> the, the two, the right. Can you please tell me, right? Just 
off the cuff, who are the three England players that you get most excited about right now? Foden. I'll tell you who mine are. Foden, Grealish, and probably Sancho, if I'm honest with you. Just because there's a little bit of, you don't, you don't, because you don't get to see him every week, right? Mm. None of these three are going to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. I certainly agree with the first two. How, how is that enjoyable for an England fan? We, we, I, I know Sterling. I've seen what Sterling can do. Even at the weekend, um, the Man City game, they play Leicester, isn't it? Um, Sterling got the ball and I, I felt he did what Werner did. Yeah, he did. Where he got the ball, could have finished, came back in himself and he was lucky that um, Jesus was in position. And Jesus, I know it was a tap-in. It wasn't an easy tap-in. Uh, there was a lot of players He's on the stretch. flooding across the line there on the stretch. Could easily have been blocked. That's on Sterling if that if they don't score that chance. And I don't want players like that. <laughs> you know, I don't need it. And I, I know what Sterling can do. I know what Rashford can do. And that's be fucking infuriating for 80 minutes a game. Maybe he'll do something good for one minute. Maybe he won't. And it's just, I'd rather not. I'd rather not. Well, you probably it's probably summarised in that Poland game from Wednesday last week where we, once again, we got away with it probably from a set piece. And this we alluded to it several times before, like the 2018 World Cup, it was set pieces galore. And it doesn't seem like we progressed from that. And if we're struggling to beat a an average Poland team without Lewandowski, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like my, my, I know this sounds bad, but I do hope that we fail at this tournament because at least it gives us an opportunity to tell Southgate to fuck off before the World Cup. Because um, if like this tournament should be basically Phil Foden's coming out party, like after this tournament he should be basically that known quantity on the continent because he should he should be basically lighting the show up and he should be Hamas Rodriguez after his World Cup. Yeah, basically, you know I mean? and he won't because Southgate. We'll stick to what Kara, Kara Baborski after Euro 96. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to cover off one more topic before we do predictions? I feel like we wouldn't be a, a an episode on the pod of two halves if we didn't have a Woods's little, don't know how, how she would put this, I don't know, little, I don't know, what's the word I want to look for here? I don't want to say like, I don't know, having Find a... It. Sh- shenanigans of of Spurs. Shenanigans. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to talk about the shenanigans of Spurs? I, I I'll touch on it. Look, after the result, obviously on Saturday, um, I'll, I'll touch on it. You know, I haven't put a lot I was, of thought I was into a it. Little apprehensive, right? I was apprehensive um, because obviously Tottenham had Newcastle the following day um, with an opportunity to go above us, and I think even Jose spoke about it going into the game, and um, they were piss poor on the day. They this is mad, right? Um, the game itself had the second highest XG game in the league this year after Manchester United leads. But that's because Newcastle had four, four, XG four without a penalty. Like, holy shit, how bad were Spurs? And they, Look, like, mate, go on, go on. I, I, I need to come in here as well, right? Joe Linton yep, scored. Yep, you've taken the words out of my mouth. Right. That, the fact that Joe Linton scored. Joe Linton. Joe Linton feasts on Tottenham, mate. It's basically, he's he's their uh, Robinson there, that they've got there. He always he did miss an absolute fucking sitter as well, like properly slashed at it in panic. But um, that team, when I watch Spurs, like especially at this weekend, um, Kane, magnificent, right? As always, um, and his hair—I I, I think he's growing out a bit. Looks good. I will give him credit. He's—he's he's slowly getting away from his terrible barnet, and I quite like his flowy locks. But he is a one-man show there. If he's not there, they're mid-table, battling 
with their North London rivals Arsenal. And that feels about right to me. It's the um, post-match comments, though, that really kind of caused is, a stir, though, is. wasn't it? it? It was, because... And it's brilliant questioning by um, whoever was asking the questions, because they kind of... Juliet Farrington. Thank you, Juliet Farrington. What a name! Excellently wow. asked Jose about it, and... Um, it was. Wait, fascin- wait, I've missed this. What did she ask? I, I didn't. So see it was, it was of sort of um, asking about like his specialty was basically seeing these games out, right? That's what he basically. Who's built to blame to for letting the lead slip? And he was like, same manager, different players, and it's like, Jose, I fucking love you so much. That is just so poetically beautiful. And it's just such a wonderful dig at the dressing room of deflated Tottenham players that are sitting there watching their season just drip away as uh, and the managers still taking pot shots at him. Oh, it's just... They've still, they, they, can I, can I add to the pot shots? So, yeah, done match of the day as well. So I think uh, Juliet Farrington, I think was, I want to say she was five live maybe. Might be wrong. Either way, there was further questioning. So here, so basically, this is what uh, Jose come out and said. So, but there are mistakes which I probably shouldn't even call mistakes because they are related to the qualities that the players have. Looking at the second goal, it's easy to understand because there's three different moments: the cross, the ball at the far post where they won it, and then the ball in the face of the goal where our two centre two centre backs were in position. You can analyse it easily. And then speaking later on on match of the day. It's not, a, it's not just about our defensive mistakes that lead to goals. We have situations where we have the ball and already know where the ball's going and it's going back to Hugo Lloris. He's calling out the players big time. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't... I mean, he's he's been banging on about centre-halves. Um, they're just not good enough, are they? Uh, as simple as that. But they're in a weird position, Tottenham. They really are because, um, look, they're still in it. They're not out of the top four fight, um, regardless of the result at the weekend. That they are still going to be playing for that. That and maybe the lack of Thursday night football will help them as well. Um, but if they don't make it, they've got a difficult situation with Harry Kane, who's going to be probably wanting to move. Um, and what they do with that? Now, th- there's an argument to be made that if a significant offer comes in, they should probably think about it. Maybe go sign Danny Ings as a suitable sort of replacement to come in. Um, and maybe be able to reinvest some of that money into buying some actual top-level centre-halves. Um, I guess my argument against that would be good luck convincing quality centre-halves to come join your club after you've sold Harry Kane. Uh, that's going to be a really difficult sale. And it's, it's, it's a, a really going to... The question is, does Harry Kane want to rock the boat? Right? And when he's uh, rocking up in the all-red of Man United next season, we'll be the one attracting centre-halves next year, my, my friends. Well, there you hey. go. It, it, it's Haaland and Harry Kane playing at Manchester United next year, according to our, in the no-go. <laughs> Fuck me. What? <laughs> but it's... it's, it's by all to... accounts on the Haaland thing, ain't, happen, ain't going to see. Oh, no, he ain't going to see. He ain't going to United either, mate. He's not going to United. That, I, I, but I feel, he wants... I, I... The money he is asking for... Mate, you ain't paying it, mate. 20 million to Raiola, 20 million to Haaland, and then I think, is it 30 million a year to Haaland? Yeah. As in Alfie, so, his dad, 20 so million to t- his 20 dad. 20 million to his dad, 30 yeah, million a year right. to, to the player, and 150 million euros to, to Dortmund. Like, you aren't affording it. It's just not worth the money. All I'm saying what is... What world does Riola live in, like, in terms of, you know, post-pandemic? He's got his own island. Go- he's got his own island so- for the Pogba deal, right? Like, let's not forget, this worked for him. It, it, it works, yeah. period. That happened a couple of years ago when, you know, clubs weren't dealing with COVID. Look, he's got the hottest property in world football. Um, Go milk it. I will say, I think this is an absolute disgrace, the way that he's being shipped around like a piece of meat. 
Um, Literally meetings in Barcelona and Madrid, right? Yeah. Over yeah. the weekend. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's literally going to one club and going, oh, here, as you said, Mike, here's well, this my, is it. Here's my bit of meat. What do you think of my bit of meat? It looks nice, doesn't it? A bit tasty, yeah? And it's public. And it's public. That's and the mayor thing as well. Because... I think that these look, this how this how this has been happening in football for donkeys, right? Players will get shipped around. Agents will ring up clubs, 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 clubs. You only have to see what happens in American sports, where the the the, the ringing around on on deadline day and, and thing on trade deadline day, and yeah. it's like, do you want this guy? We've got this guy, and it's all about just players are property. That's all it is. For it to happen so blatantly in football, with the money being quoted, it does leave a sour taste in one's mouth. And I kind of sit there. My my thing. After this, I'm kind of sitting there thinking to myself, I know Haaland is the one. He's you know special. I mean? Yeah. Do you really want to put up with this shit? No. I had to put up with this shit with Pogba, where every fucking summer it's just nonsense and it. It's a cloud over the club. I don't want anything to do with Raola ever again, right? He's a fucking cancer to football in, in terms of just constantly... like. You know damn well, right? Let's just say, for argument's sake, Man United go and spend 150 million quid on Haaland. We Woodward backs up the truck and he has his little photo opportunity and we get the guy. Let's say Haaland then goes and bags a bunch of goals. In two years' time, it happens again. This is it. New contract. He'll shop him. Constant. And it's constant. Because it's not like Pogba where... if United go on a little bad run. And it's something exactly. like, oh, he can go and do better elsewhere. He can go and do this. Exactly. Any, any, had, any I, opportunity. Had Popper been hitting the same, the high heights as we'd expected, he'd have been shopped a lot more than he has. The only reason he exactly. hasn't been shopped is just purely just on the basis that his stock isn't high enough. If Harlan turns and, up and to so United, we, so and we got in, the. So yeah. we got the other side of it, where it was like, oh, he's not happy here. He's, you're not doing yes. enough for him. It's yeah. the club's fault, you know. And it's like. I don't want any more of that. I don't care how good Haaland is, quite frankly. This is not worth it. Imagine imagine having this this squad that you're trying to build. So, you know, Ollie talks about it quite a lot, but all all clubs want to build a culture, don't they? You've got a dressing room and a player comes in that you've spent £150 million to the club, £20 million to the agent, £20 million to the father, and the best part of half a million a week to. Good luck trying to control that dressing room. You know, good luck trying to stop the agents of all the other players coming, banging on your door, going, hang on. You saw what happened with um, um, Alexis Sanchez. It it did fuck the dressing room. He was isolated because of it, effectively. That's why it all went to shit for him. uh, Because, effectively, players were probably like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, Turning up, earning all of this money while I'm on this. It's it's human nature, isn't it, right? To be that way. I think it's going to be interesting because... um, Someone's going to pay it, and that's why they're shopping it like but, this. But it's ludicrous it. that someone will pay it because he's got that um, release clause the following year. So it's like, well, if you've got the release clause, and you could potentially like the, the the teams could actually wait just that one year. Why would you spend all that extra money, not only on the transfer, but then as on these fees as well? Because because the, all the extra fees, knowing that the release clause is so low next year, those extra fees get oh look they're now fucking twice three times as much um it's and for all we know this time next year harlan could have had another season of death and just because the release clause is that it doesn't mean that harlan's wages are going to remain what he's asking for now it doesn't mean that his dad is going to want 20 million he might want 50 million do you know what i mean and it's just it's never ending there's going to be more endorsements there's going to be more things to sign and it's just you get it done now 
instead of having to scrabble around with everyone next summer but they, where it's just mm. oh you've actually Juventus offered this oh actually have you heard Barcelona they're just this? leveraging oh, off each we accepted, other we, we accepted your offer this morning but actually Man City have come in with this and he's, they're, they're, they're remodelling my house <laughs> Um, and it's just going to be <laughs> endless bullshit. Like, yeah. You're right. In I terms of it, the, 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 there's, going to be, there's going to be a sour taste. It's already starting to form now in our mouths. What is it going to be like? It's weird, you know, isn't it? Because really we're so up. high on him. We're so high on him. Right, we love this player. And the thing is, he doesn't... As a footballer, I love this player. And he seems humble he's, he's, as well as yeah. a footballer as well. It doesn't seem like, you know, like, I don't know. Like well, a he doesn't have grabber. to be that. Because, look, for what it's worth, Mino is a cancer in football, but... He don't have to deliver for the, for his um, his uh, players. Um, you just have to well, ask Zlat- clients. Thank you. So just ask Latin. Just ask Latin. But, I mean, but people about. have been dropping Rola for what it's worth. Yeah, Lukaku's walked away from him, right? Lukaku was with him yeah. and then dumped him. Um, the, I, I imagine that Riola has favourites, right? Let's not fuck around here. And probably Ron was like, "You're not doing enough for me because you're busy doing what else with Pogba or whatever." You know that. that it's no surprise, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Pogba was looking at the situation with Haaland going, hang on a minute, um, what about me? You know, it will happen because if he's spending all this time and attention. It is strange, though, with Riley, because he, he also represents Verratti, and Verratti came out and said that he, I think he chose Riola on the bait on from what Zlatan, Zlatan recommended him. Um, and basically, Verratti is just comfortable, no fuss. No muss. He basically said to Rola, I want to live here with no issues. And Rola completely has just accommodated it. And he's not, he never gets shopped around. He never gets really any. I bet he's bitter about bullshit. it though. I bet he's like, oh, you're one of those clones. That's huh? what he wants. He did an interview recently where he's like, yeah, yeah this is perfect for me. I didn't want all of this speculation. No, in terms I didn't of. know how to handle it. Yeah, not oh, Rola's bitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, probably. Yeah. Rola's no, bitter. I, about I only it. get money when I move the player. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, admittedly, he. He had one window where I mean he he almost went to Barcelona didn't he that was the and that's what yeah. triggered the the Neymar deal wasn't it that was the sweet vengeance like ultimately you go to Paris you're stuck anyway because they ain't selling which would be interesting if Paris are the team which end up with Haaland it's not going to be Paris um, I honestly don't know where it will be I know City are giving the top, and obviously the the financials came in from City and uh, they're they're obviously focusing on actually meeting FFP for what it's worth um, I don't think Chelsea pony up the money for it I don't think they do. Um, I don't think Manchester United are going to be bullied into it either. I just don't no, think. I, I, the more I look at it, the more I don't think it is either. I think you. I reckon with that money, it makes Kane look like a bargain. Mm. You know, that's the way I view it. Like Kane will be a bargain. If you're going to have to pay three hundred million and have a headache every other summer while he's busy shopping this player to Real Madrid and Barcelona and Juventus and Paris, it's just not worth Mate. it. Spend the money, go get Sancho and Kane. Everyone's happy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck me. If you got the pair of those two for basically the same money, you, you basically cooking with gas. It's like um, it's a, it, that's a proper game changer. Woods, you strayed away from shitting on Spurs, but I'm I'm happy that you, I did. We we, I did, no, we, had, we had a nice chat though about Kane and obviously then the repercussions of any transfers, which obviously then gets your juices we, flowing. Are we reflecting on the show whilst we're recording the show? What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I do want to speed things up because it is getting late. Um, can I, I want to crack on with predictions. But before I start announcing the predictions, are you going to say anything else? <laughs> no? No. Because you, usually I wear, right, so Fulham plan, and you go, oh, actually, no, no, I've just been looking on uh, you know, transfer.net and I can see that, you know, Harlan's now been linked with blah, blah, blah. 
But yeah, okay. I'm going to crack on with some predictions then. Um, we've got a game on Friday night. It's Fulham versus Wolves. I'm Wolves fence hitting. Give me Fulham. Yeah, give I'm me, fence hitting too. Give me, give me Fulham. Well, you want some of that Fulham? Didn't they get beat? I'm de- I'm de- I am so desperate for Fulham to stay up though. Um, Quick note on Wolves though, man. Fabio Silva finally got himself a goal. Tidy finish as well. It was clinical. That was the only thing he did. Here do. he comes, mate. The only thing he did. Um, this would be an interesting game. City leads. That would be fun. It will be fun. That will be fun. Um, that's a, is that the lunchtime kickoff? It is. It's a bastard game that will be uh, for City to play in. Um, yeah, because they're on the back of, I'm assuming they're playing tomorrow night. They're playing right now. Oh, actually, uh, no, they're of course, a goal yeah. up. Um, they're playing against the, uh, Haaland, aren't they? They are playing against Haaland, who I haven't seen. I think Haaland's playing. I mean, that's just Haaland, isn't it? Like, he, he'll have five touches and score two goals. Um, but uh, oh, I feel like I'd say a draw. But I kind of also think City will inevitably win. Because that's just what they do. They are inevitable at the moment. But it's Leeds, and as we always say with Leeds, it is Leeds. fucking hard I'm, I'm, I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go lunchtime, draw. Okay, I'm going to go home. Mikey? Home. That's a little bit of home as well. And then uh, Liverpool have to revisit Villa after their 7-2 drubbing early in the season. Can they get revenge? They're currently 3-1 down to Madrid. Um, so A poor Madrid as well. It, they haven't it's got the centre-halves. That's a good point. Is Party Boy paying? Is he, is, he, is he on that pitch? No, they're playing their first choice left Mendy. back. Is it Mendy? Yeah. Mendy. Shit, shit, shit. Um, but, you know, we did say that Liverpool have... Have they striked back? You you soon... Quick I mean, we did, we did kind of then suggest not. Um, and they are losing. Trent did... Look, they are losing. Trent did just put, hit an outrageous pass early, which was just fucking fantastic. And that, that is what he can that's do. That's great. But they have conceded three goals. So that's that's kind of what you get with with, with Liverpool at the moment. Um, Problem is, I'm not, Jack, look like. yeah, I'm not seeing Jack Grealish. He hasn't still he hasn't been playing for Villa. He's meant to uh, come back no. and he broke down in training. Yeah, so I think I'll go... I'll take Liverpool because I just... Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Liverpool. I'm going to take Liverpool too. With Fabinho moving into midfield, they're better. They do look better for it, don't they? Yeah. And what it's worth as well, I quite like that Nate Phillips guy that they play at the back. I actually don't think he's yeah, that bad. Yeah, their fans love him. Their fans love him, Bowler Counts. To be honest, so. I can see why. The other guy that plays next to him, no. Don't know why they're big in him. Is that Kabak? Is that Kabak? Yeah, Kabak. Kabak. Yeah, no. yeah, they really hype him as well. Palace-Chelsea. Oh, fuck me. That's a dreadful game for Chelsea. <laughs> it really is. That's a tough. That's a tough. Well, you don't ask. have to face the demon that is Batshuayi. I'm that assuming he's on. News. I'm assuming he's on loan, so you can't. He is on loan from us still at the moment. Um, I'm going to take Chelsea because they need it. Me too. It, um, yeah, I've got. I've got Chelsea too. I don't think it'll be easy for what it's worth. I really don't. Palace. Palace play teams we'll tough, as 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 uh, Everton found out. Like, I thought it's worthly. I, I I just missed the majority of the game. And the bit that I did see, it did look like Palace had oh, the, the last the bit. last twenty minutes. They yeah they for the no. All I saw from that game was Richarlison missing chances and Calvert Lewin goal from between, between the two of them. Hamis. Yeah, oh, sweet. I love that sweet finish, mate, from Hamis because mm. he's the only one with any quality on on our on our team. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, you. you you ha- you are lucky. That we'll get to Everton in a moment. We'll, we'll get to Everton. We've got a got a re- oh, we've got a beautiful game coming. Up. This is going to be one easy on the eye. Burnley Newcastle. Burnley, mate. Wood. Burnley. 
I've got. Yeah, Burn- Burnley have won. <laughs> Burnley, Burnley went a couple of goals up and lost this weekend, right? That's a bit of a. Yeah. Holy shit. That was against uh, Basically the anti Southampton. The anti Sean Dyche manifesto there, wasn't it? Like what on earth's happening there? He would have been fuming, mate. Properly fuming. Yeah. Ings Ings's goal was tasty though. Mm, he really good was. player. He is a good when player. he fancies it, he's a really good player. This is a nice game as well. West Ham Leicester. West Ham though without Antonio. I think they lost him to so injury this is, last this, night. This is like a big game for because I think there's the two games now which are really key for that top four fight. Now, obviously, West Ham had a great result again. Lingard is still looking like he's pushing for a place in that England squad. I really wouldn't rule it out because he he's gets the England that, squad. I'm gonna cry. I, I've seen Lingard so, do this before. I've seen I've seen him have little purple patches. Right? You watch every single thing that he does. It's because he's just running in a straight line, and it's just—it's all instinctive, reacting to things around him. Nothing's nothing's planned. It's all just, oh, this has happened. Now I'll suppose I'll do this. Oh, I suppose it's just—it's it's all it is, right? Let don't, do not put your eggs in the Lingard basket, okay? There is better out there, okay? But for the likes well of West Ham, you can probably put some fine. eggs in them. F- fine, and they're in fourth place. They're missing Declan Rice, well, right? For a as month well. as well, That's- isn't it? And that's, that's a big one. I think Leicester will win this. Okay. I also have Leicester as an away. Yes. Uh, away for me. So we'll Leicester f- away from home is, is, is more of a banker, really, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. Jimmy V. Um, Spurs United. Now, can United get some revenge on their 6-1 humiliation, which you did not feature in your humiliations? Was it 6-1 it's or 6-0? Current football, mate. Current football doesn't really count. Current football. <laughs> Mate, come on. Pandemic football's rubbish. It is pandemic football shit. I don't uh, it, it, I'm not going to look, but I'll look back at this entire pandemic and think that was shit. Good results, bad results. It's all been rubbish, right? The only one I'll look back on and go, that was pretty good, was the Paris game. But that ended in misery because we got knocked out of the fucking tournament anyway. Like, who the fuck cares? Honestly, this entire pandemic is bollocks. I hate watching football like this. I've got, got to say one thing, because um, I've sitting which in the build-up to the Champions League earlier, and I did find myself going, who won it last year? It's because it was in the pandemic, like it just complete, I completely fucking, like I have no recollection of the game. I mean, it's like, oh, fucking Bayern did, didn't they? They beat Paris, yeah, because they're playing tomorrow. Like it completely left my mind and that is kind of where it is. Like, I can't think of really too many iconic games that I will remember from this and I think it's because without fans, sport, period, is shit. Like proper, proper shit. It's like the Lakers title. I feel for Bron, I really do, but no one's gonna ever remember that fucking title run. Speaking of fans though, there are there's um they're doing something for the League Cup and FA Cup, aren't they? Like trials or whatever it is. I think they're gonna have like That's true. Yeah, semi final eight thousand is it fans? Something like that. There's fans of WrestleMania on Sunday. Mm. Mate, um the Texas Rangers uh, season opener baseball was packed <laughs> they had 30 fucking plus thousand in there America's literally taken the approach of do not give a fuck to this pandemic Texas as well uh, mate, which is just so Texas. America isn't it they're probably trying to sh- shooting the pandemic <laughs> see I'm shooting the pandemic um, Manchester United well, holding their bible right yeah <laughs> um, I'll, I'll take United against Tottenham um, I'm actually going Spurs by the way on this Fuck you, Harry Kane. We were awful. We were awful against Brighton, mate. We were really, really bad against Brighton. Was it, was it a penalty? That should well back. Should, should the Maguire one? The, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. So for me, well back should I, be getting a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty. Yeah, okay. It's, Maguire does. I mean, it's his special power. 
Like Maguire has a special power, which is like. Hey, hey, so, so, sorry, I, I didn't do anything there, good chap. Oh God, sorry. Tell you who. He's got that Alan Shearer superpower yeah. mate, when it comes to officials. Fuck Yeah. Mate, I'll take it. Yeah. But we'll have Harry Kane next year as well, so we'll have one yeah, of the other Oh my God, the well, pair right? of them. Penalties at one end, none at the other. <laughs> Bruno Fernandes sitting there going, yes. Beast. Come on. I'm gonna, I, I wonder if that will come up because uh, the classic thing, obviously, with Shearer to Newcastle was Shearer did ask about penalties, didn't he? Uh, so to Manchester United, sorry, he asked Fergie about penalties. And <laughs> Fergie was like, well, we have got Eric. Um, Kane coming in is going to be like, yeah, so Ollie, um, I'd like penalties. Like, yeah, well, we have got Bruno. <laughs> <It's just laughs> well, Bruno has given us well, good Bruno has given up a couple of times before, though, hasn't he? He's a nice. Yes, like but that. if if you uh, do yourself a favour, right? I, I was reading some, uh, I was stumbling across on Twitter today, and I saw uh, a Chelsea fan say Havertz at twenty one and Bruno at twenty one, and obviously Havertz is there now with his Chelsea ball, you know, looking cool. You know, you send a picture of Bruno at twenty one, mate. Probably not pretty. No. Mate, it's 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 fucking hilarious. I'm it pretty sure he's in that. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, super funny, man. I'll, I'll send it to you after this. In fact, I've just sent it to you now. So if you check your phones, a picture well, of floppy Bruno Fernandez will appear. Well, I'm trying to uh, host a podcast, so I'm not going to look at my phone, Mikey. I'm going to carry on. But uh, can I get a prediction from you, maybe? How your team um, going to do against Spurs? I don't know. I really do. I can't call this one. Um, we'll I'm have a little go... fence it then. Yeah, I'm gonna fence it. Bruno penalty, yeah. After Harry Kane puts him one up. I mean, Martial is basically out for the season now, which can only be a good thing for us. Exactly. So. Is Cavani playing? Yeah, Cavani played against Brian. Okay. They've like, played football in years. He was awful. Oh no. Sheffield United, Arsenal. Sheffield surely, United, mate. Surely Arsenal, though. Come on, they need. Uh, I think Arsenal will bounce back. They've. they've I they, don't. They've... <laughs> They're fucking shit, right? Yeah, not, I'm saying it. They're fucking shit. So you're utterly, sh- utterly shit. All I've been reading about, oh, but when they play with Shaka and, and Smith Rowe, they're incredible. It's like, oh, <laughs> Smith Rowe, the, the guy the guy that no one had talked about before he came in. Like, this, no. They I said this about, Od- like, the likes of Joe Willock as well, mate. And, you know, I thought Odegaard was the man. You know, like, mate, fuck Arsenal. They're awful, right? They're fucking awful, right? It's hilarious. They're awful, I'm fed up of hearing Arsenal fans talk about how amazing things are going under them. So you're going for a now, home Sheffield United home I'm going home. for Sheffield United going in and pissing on the grave, right? Yeah. Chris Basham. So, I have a theory about um, Arsenal and uh, Pep's cone boy. I, I think this is the most elaborate inside job by Manchester City in football. And I think we're going to find this out when Arsenal have had to sell off both Saka and uh, Smith Rowe to Manchester City to balance the books for missing out on European football for a couple of years. Um, it's, it's perfect, isn't it? Like Saka, we, we already know, Saka is ready-made for Pep. He's, he's got tactical versatility. He's technically gifted. He reads the game really well. Smith Rowe literally looks like Kevin De Bruyne. Like they've literally gone, Kevin. De, he's a Kevin De Bruyne clone. It's perfect. Like they're basically they've already got, got that Pep- in Zinchenko though. I mean, Zinchenko was a failed attempt. They've they've sort of mastered it. This one's actually got muscles and stuff. So, like, it, the it, basically, Arteta's an inside man. He's there 
to bring Arsenal down to basically send Arsenal's best young talent to Ars- uh, to City. Now, let's not forget, it won't be the first time that City basically benefited from taking players from Arsenal. It's basically how they got to the top of the mountain somewhat. Um, but yeah, that's my theory, that Pe- uh, Arteta's doing this deliberately. Um, and it's all at the Seriously. instructions of, of, of Pep. Seriously, though, like, they're, they're, the club's done, right? Yeah. I... I, I I, the, the issue is, I feel that they're 10th. Let's not fuck around here. They're 10th. Arsenal, not all Arsenal fans, what it's worth. Some of them have been very realistic. Some of them were talking about like easy top four this year. Easy top four. Um, evidently, fucking miles off that. Okay. Um, they've got some nice young players, but the problem is they've also got some players that are just simply not good enough. You're not going to be able to move them on for money. You've not got any finances to be able to get it unless you can win the Europa League and get back into the top tier, ta- like the Champions League via winning that, which is what they needed to do two years the, the, ago the against Chelsea. Arsenal, but the problem with Arsenal is the grass is always greener, right? Whenever Xhaka plays, all I hear is Arsenal fans moaning about Xhaka. He doesn't play off, oh, we need Xhaka in the team. And it's just like, that, that you could That's replace the him with but, every but, single player. But the thing is with Shaka, like gen- genuinely, they are better with him. Now, that's not to say that he's an exceptional footballer, right? It's just to say that they genuinely are better with him. He is replaceable because they can get a better version of him, but they need to buy a better version of him. To do that, they need to be getting money from playing in the elite European competition, which they're not. They're like in this horrible, vicious cycle. Now, the crucial thing is, well, not crucial, but the the thing that I was thinking is, Dortmund have equalised, um, how far they are from being back where they think they believe if they should be right that you know at the turn of the, t- the the millennium they were one of the two best teams in the country right them and manchester united they were winning titles how fucking far are they from competing for a title you know what i mean it's it's a chasm it's like i can't see it and i think this is what you were touching it's like how were they going to turn this around like they've got some nice young pieces in there but that's going to take time. And you need to have players, experienced professionals that are there to kind of bring them along. Xhaka well, but, but this and, and Aubameyang and Lacazette, these are all... I mean, they spent £72 million on a player they literally don't want anymore. And I read an article that was saying they need to raise funds to improve the squad. But the problem is the players that are worth anything are the players that they want to hold on to. Yeah. But this is the... I also worry about the other side of it as well. And kind of this is where I suppose I was going with when I was talking about it's always the, you know, the Smith Rowe is the perfect example, right? He comes in and he's he's decent, and it's like, oh, he's the, you know, the, the all of the, put all the chips on him, like, and it's the pressure that those young Arsenal players must be under as well, because like for what it's worth, when I've seen Smith Rowe play, he looks like a good prospect. Saka, we know he's obviously a very good prospect. They've got uh, Martinelli, whose value apparently has rocketed up by about ninety million since he was injured, <laughs> you know. These young players... Who's actually got, a good player and doesn't actually get played. He's a good player, of course. But, like, the only player they seem to have which seems to be able to deal with that expectation is, like, Kieran Tierney. He's the only one that I can sit there and say, genuinely, he's pretty good mostly every time I watch him, you know? Um, I worry about the youngsters. I worry about that for Arsenal and how the pressure they're going to be under to deliver. Because, yeah. like I said, they're not going to be able to come in and bring in some good, experienced, quality footballers to lead them through. And it's just going to get put on these youngsters because they've got a bunch of mercenaries who are meant to be leading the team. And those mercenaries played against Liverpool and looked like they could not be fucked. They were not in that fight for one single solitary second. That worries me. 
That really worries me. In terms of the youth, Arsenal will become a stepping stone club. And I've got Woods, you're almost right with your theory, you know, maybe a bit out there in terms of it's going to be like Pep's going to come and ransack Arsenal. But literally, that will, that's what will happen because Arsenal won't be able to compete. And yeah. so the, I mean, the good players Saka... that they do produce will just move on. This is it. Saka, Saka will be a player that will look at his career and go, well, I'm not going to wait here past the certain age for, for Arsenal to get good because I can't see it. Martinelli is an interesting one because I like Martinelli. I really do. I, mm. I think that I like his movement in the box. I think he's going to be a really good striker. Uh, there's clearly some... He's, I think Arteta's given him time because it was a big knee injury to come back from. But Arsenal fans would have you believe that he's already at the level of of Luis Suarez. Um, to be fair, I understand obviously where you're coming from with the Arsenal fans and they can be a bit out there. But when, you, when you've got Lacazette as your other main striker and he's not been producing the goods consistently over a period of years now, since he's been at the club really, you kind of are going to put your hopes into someone that does look half decent and probably could do a job there. But yeah, um, West Brom, Southampton. Um, West Brom, mate. West Brom are going to tear up. They're going to continue their thing. Callum, was it Callum Robinson? Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. I so, are, we gonna, that finish, are we, we going to say then that Big Sam's going to do it then? So uh, it's tough to know if is that a start of a trend um, or was it a one-off? It felt like a one-off watching it. Um, and they need a lot more one-off performances to drag themselves out of the trouble they're in. Like, they're properly in the mire. They they were separated, which is why it was actually a genuinely shocking res- performance and result, because they are so far adrift. Um, can they get a result against Southampton? Yes, because Southampton are like one of the most patchiest teams in the in the league. They're just, one week they're good, the next week they're terrible. Um, if they're at home, I could see them getting a result there. I could I could see them you know, pressing and, and winning that game. But I don't think they'll get out of the trouble they're in. Well, they're eight points off from safety. but that, it's, a lo- it's a long gap because at the same that, time... That they club need... is Newcastle, so you would think... It's, but it's Fulham achievable. have to drop off as well, right? What's the gap to Fulham? Five. Yeah, and that's, that's the problem, right? Is that they've got a gap to Fulham to kind of... So they need Fulham and Newcastle to completely drop off. And I, maybe, maybe it's more out of hope than, uh, and maybe I'm being unrealistic. I just don't think Fulham will drop away. I, I think Newcastle will still go. Uh, but I think it'll be Fulham that'll stay up. So on that basis, are you going for a Southampton win? I'm actually going to take West Brom. I think that they do ride the wave a little bit. Okay, um, I've got them as a draw, which I think would be a good result for them. It's going to be interesting. Like they've got they've got some talented players clearly, uh, so, as they showed at the weekend. And Sam must be infuriated by the fact that where the fuck is this every week? You know that that must be a manager's nightmare to to have that that inconsistency of performance, right? Mikey? Uh, West Brom. West Brom. Okay. And then last but not least, I think it's the last game on Monday. I think West Brom, Southampton's the early game. Brighton, Everton. Everton away. So there's a chance, baby. Everton. Yeah, I've got us for a draw because, you know, I like Brighton as well. I do not. The Andrew Trossard's going to do nice things. Would he? <laughs> Brighton. Well, crucially, not, not score or assist. You see, that's the thing here. Is it at Brighton? Is that Brighton? Monday night. Yeah, give me Brighton. Oh, Woods. That hurts. That hurts. Apologies. Okay. Um, hit me on some winners and chumps. I mean, I'll, it's, it's... I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you what, I'll start off with a winner and then I'll get the ball rolling. It's because I didn't really think about this too much. I've gone for Diego Jota. 
just because he's been on my screen a lot because I live with a Portuguese man and basically I've seen a lot of Portuguese football over the last week and he's been piping, banging him in goals and then he's carried on that with, uh, with Liverpool over the weekend so and he come back from quite a nasty injury as well so I'm going to go with Jota Mikey? Um, that's a hard one isn't it? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's, it's, for me, it's easy. It's West Brom. Like, <laughs> Straight in there. <laughs> it's Sam Allardyce rocking up to Stamford Bridge and basically playing champagne football. Um, it's basically my stuff of nightmares. Um, still, where's, where the fuck is his statue? Fuck off. <laughs> so, someone apparently was arguing, is he the greatest England, English manager of all time? Apparently there was discussions about that kind of kicking off. But um, He literally exudes like Mike Bassett, so no. just no. I'm, I'm I mean, he's even, definitely I'm, not, by the way. Like, not, there are yeah, so many. But he has got a 100% winning record now, hasn't he? As England manager, he yeah. has. Where's my fucking statue? I don't want to have this pi- And my pint of wine. <laughs> Mikey. Uh, Joe Linton. <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. just for scoring yeah that's the thing that he hasn't been able to do for quite some time and he finally did it did you see his little face when he went, when he ran away celebrating he did look quite he happy was, he, he was did really, look, really happy mate it, but he looked like someone that's like I can't believe I just did that oh yeah, like, absolutely um, genuinely like and as a striker how are you got that level of surprise that you put the ball in the back of the net uh, uh, my only other winner would have been De Bruyne just because that um, pass that pass basically that that pass was just deli- delightful. It's the exact kind of aesthetically pleasing pass that you like to see. When you when you when it splits two defenders and they're both like they're both turned in on themselves to try and cut the ball out, but they don't quite get it. Yeah, it is, yeah. it's beautiful to see. It's very nice. Um, Chumps, Woods. Uh, I'm going to go. Mike, you know he jumped in on you. You jump in on him. Look at that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Dortmund. Um, regardless of uh, how they're they losing two one now. There you go, not good. Um, seven points off fourth with seven games to go in the Bundesliga. It's not, it's not, they're not looking so good, man. They're not looking so good. Their last five games, win, loss, win, draw, loss. Like, mm. with Haaland. With Haaland. What the fuck? With, with fucking Haaland. What are they going to look like next year bear, without bear, Haaland and Sancho? Bear in mind, right, bear in mind that Frankfurt have scored the same number of goals as Dortmund in the league this year with 55. Uh, okay. Where, and where they don't Frankfurt? have Holland. Okay. Frankfurt, Frankfurt, oh, right. they're the I team. See, see, yeah. But I say Frankfurt are doing all right, but yeah, maybe they just yeah, spread they, their goals. They, they, they're doing better than Dortmund. But they, no, I mean, ultimately <laughs> like Haaland's banging in so many, what the fuck are the rest of the team doing? Um, that's kind of the feeling. Um, they look pretty disappointed that Dortmund players, for what it's worth coming off here. Foden scored very late to, to win it. Uh, my loser, um, well, it really should be Chelsea, shouldn't it? Um, but uh, maybe Kepa. Give it, give it Kepa. I'm, I'm going to give it Kepa. to Tottenham Hotspurs though, because <laughs> oh, oh, really? Because um, they've been looking for an avenue back into it, haven't they? And when a door opens, they decide not to take it. Effectively, uh, they had a glorious opportunity to to take advantage of Chelsea's misstep against West Brom, and only to to throw it all away uh, a day later, um, much to the frustration of a manager that's now basically lambasting the entire dressing room for being not good enough. Um, so that's that's kind of where I am a little bit with that. Um, it, it, it was a... Chelsea and Tottenham both deserve to be losers, but I'm, I'm going to 
I'm well, I have similar feelings because I think Everton as well can be thrown into the mix in terms. Yeah. They also had an opportunity. They did, and they were one nil up until like the eighty, whatever it was, seventh minute, and then conceded to Batshuayi. So, I mean, I could, I, to be honest, I could say Man United are the winners. Cause, yeah, because uh, they're realistically away. we are. Um, I had forgotten, by the way, Frankfurt. They do have that guy up top, uh, twenty-two goals a season, one ahead of Haaland uh, in the uh, in the goal scoring charts in the Bundesliga. Andre Silva, devilishly handsome bastard. He's scoring um, he's goals. Banging in it Has he got that big move to AC Milan, right? He's, that's exactly didn't, the one, Didn't yeah. pay off. Porto to Milan, spent a couple of years on loan. He went to Sevilla on loan, then went on loan to Frankfurt. Got 12 and 25, and now he's got 22 and 25. He's got that um, Bundesliga tax then, as Woods likes to call it. There you go. But I think a- if, if there's something that flags it up, it's those fucking numbers. <laughs> Someone's about to spend 150 million plus all of that money for a player that basically is going to look like Timo Werner next season. There, there's a yeah. really good um, there's a really good article in the Athletic about basic alternatives to Haaland and Andre Silva was one of them. Lukaku. A... <laughs> Lukaku. No, it's, it's, like, it's, the, it's where Chelsea, I think, will go. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. To be fair, I do agree. I scoff, but I do agree. Um, uh, to be fair what it's worth I think Lukaku will be better for you than he was for us because you won't basically put on about 15 stone of just <laughs> bulk Muscle. yeah it, you look like you can move it's, it's uh, if you can get Lukaku playing Lukaku football and motivated as Conte has managed to at Inter Milan he's a pretty devastating player to against he's not in the same ilk as Erling Haaland and his automatic finishing but um he fits the mould of Chelsea, though, don't he, in terms of what you expect of a striker? It's, it's frustrating because he should have been there for, like, the last decade, right? Let's not fuck around let's, here. Uh, but let's also not rewrite history, OK? Lukaku is a good goal scorer. He's a terrible footballer, OK? Slim, large, it doesn't matter. I've seen enough of this guy for Chelsea, for Everton, for Man United, for Inter Milan, for Belgium, to realise he can trap a bag of cement, right? He can, he can, and all of his goals look scruffy. They all look scuffed, right? He's not a goal scorer of aesthetically pleasing goals. I'm going to find a compilation of his aesthetically pleasing goals for you, mate. I'm going to there'll find be five. <laughs> I mean, there'll be five of them that look good. Yeah, but there'll still be five. <laughs> no, mate. I, like, I, Lukaku will get, if he goes to Chelsea, he'll get you goals, but he'll limit that team in so many other ways. Um, it depends. It'll be interesting. If he's just literally the, the outsource in terms of the final piece in terms of the move, then you're fine. If he's got to be part of the move, then yes. And he needs chances as well. Mm. You say about, like, he ain't a, he ain't a clinical striker, either, Lukaku. And you've already got one of those in terms of an unclinical striker. So. Yeah, I know we've already got one of those, Lee. <laughs> 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 All right, mate. All right. Um, I didn't think we would somehow exceed the uh, the episode last week in terms of timing, and yet somehow we've done, we, we, we've done that. Yes, we, we've, I'm we pretty sure we're, we're on par with it. Um, so in that case, you know, I want to wrap things up. But usually when I say this, we go off on a tangent and discuss things. So yeah, well, watch, the floor watch is yours. C- watch Seaspiracy. Um, that'll fucking blow your mind. And I don't think I've got that. From what I hear about it, I don't know if I can put myself through it. I can't. It's pretty devastating in moments. Uh, traumatic in moments as well, some of the um, the footage. But like, I like to think of myself as someone that has a idea how things work and everything i didn't have a fucking clue it's just the simple way i i I, it genuinely blew my mind how little i knew about this fucking poisonous industry 
Um, so basically, industry. yeah, it, it, I, I hadn't realised that how destructive it is. Um, you know, fish die, yeah. Before you start watching it, <laughs> yeah, like fish die, but also fish die needlessly, and basically they're fucking up the ocean, and it's more important to our environment. Uh, than the Amazon rainforest. So basically, in a roundabout way, fishing is worse than McDonald's. Okay. So feel less guilty about your McDonald's now, people. Um, Does that mean I can start eating beef again? No. No, Lee, you're a vegan now. One of us. One of us. Veggie. What? Veggie. Can't give up the cheese, mate, can you? You have to have the cheese. I'm guessing it's cheese. It's cheese, mate, all all day. Yeah, of course it's cheese. I'm addicted to halloumi. It's such, it's such a pain in the ass that basically how they milk cows is so fucking terrible. Um, basically, humans are twats and we just ruin the environment, whether it be cows, fish or whatnot. Yeah, basically. You've all seen the food chain, right? The one in The Simpsons? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's worth a watch. I'd, I'd recommend to our, our, our listeners if you want to basically have a traumatic hour and a half and question everything that you know and uh, remove now fish from the menu of that's acceptable. The one thing that was a really big takeaway um, was no pun I, like, <laughs> I like sushi. I love sushi. Um, I especially like salmon. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, that's not done in oceans and stuff, is it? So it's done in, it's farmed. Uh, so that farms, must be okay, yeah. right? Turns out fish farms is the worst of the lot. So, um, yeah, won't be eating salmon really? anytime soon. Oh, mate, mate, mate. Oh. I, can't, I won't be able to look at salmon the same in, in a supermarket ever again. Okay, I'm going to have to watch this. Mike, before we end, can you maybe recommend something that will put us in a better mood after you've watched Seaspiracy? Um, no. No? Maybe what the about, Anton Griffin. What about the program? You were watching the the the, the train program. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, 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 no, no, that's train. Quite, the train program. <laughs> the the tree. <laughs> um, yeah, Snowpiercer is quite good. Monorail, monorail. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I, that was never in my head the entire time I watched it. I never once sang the monorail song, which is kind of bizarre. Um, no, my Snowpiercer is pretty good, guys. Uh, I, I would recommend that. That's, it's a lot of fun. It's also quite devastating and sad, but it's also fun. And Sean Bean is fucking incredible. You know, like, you know, in Game of Thrones, right? How much you really wanted him to not to stay alive in the first season yeah. of it, right? I want him to die just as much in this one. You know what I mean? Obviously, Sean Bean's speciality is dying, right? He is wonderful as a heel. He's the ultimate heel. He's incredible. Lee is frozen on her oh, he's gone. picture. He's gone. Oh, he's not gone. We're still recording. We're still going. How? how? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> so, so Lee's gone. Lee's just disappeared. We're going to finish the show without him. Uh, all we have to say is really goodbye, isn't it? So uh, It is. It is. Arrivederci. Um, Adios. And yeah, uh, what would, uh, hasta luego. That's how what Lee would say. Yeah. But more like, no, what, hasta no, what luego. There you no, go. What does he say? Isn't he... Uh, it just tends to be what he goes with, like... I say hasta luego. Oh, what does he say then? Lee says the French one. What's the French? Oh, au revoir? Au revoir. Does he say au revoir? He doesn't say au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.